we we have a lot of downtime in Japan, so we're watching YouTube a lot, and the video pops up. Um, Scott Steiner is the greatest wrestler of all time is the video title, and uh, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's just a compilation of Scott Steiner basically going ha 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 ha, <laughs> just him cursing at inopportune moments and him messing up words. It's just like the best compilation ever. So like we would watch it and we'd all laugh, and then we'd like hey get over here and we'd all watch it together. And we'd laugh and then that just became our inside joke for the tour you know when you do these tours like you guys end up having a, an inside joke that just sticks the way through the tour so that was our thing and we'd always be saying these little scott steinerisms to each other so we were at this uh like a country show um and, you know i was i was in the main event <laughs> it was myself and, and bison smith against Tawei and masala right so we're like, all right, guys, it's a, it's a country show. It's not taped or whatever. We can have a little bit of fun out there. So this is what we're going to do. Everybody's going to do something from the Scott Steiner <laughs> video, you know. And uh, so uh, Rocky's Rocky's was, uh, you know, the guys on his knees, like, begging off, like, no, no. And Rocky, you know, is supposed to look at him and go, no, fuck you, and kick him in the face. Because uh, that's, that's one of Steiner's. And then uh, Bobby, uh, at one point in the match, is going to apply the Steiner recliner and say, I'm the greatest son of a bitch that ever lived, right? Which is one of the Steinerisms. And then uh, we decided what mine was going to be. And I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll do it to Tawe or whatever. And Doug's like, no, man, if you're going to do it, you got to do it to Masala. I was like, and, you know, he's like one of the vets there. And I was like, oh, fuck, all right, I guess we'll see what it is. So uh, sure enough, main event time, you know, we're uh, staring across the ring from one another and... Uh, Rocky and Bobby are like young boy style by ring post. And uh, there was a, an awesome moment that if you watch this video, you'll see. I think it's Jackie Gata. And um, Jackie Gata gets in the ring with Scott Steiner. He kind of like catches her and looks at her. Then he says something to her that, that's awesome and that shouldn't be on, on WWE <laughs> television. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that was what I was going to do. So um, it came time to shake hands. And I look up uh, I look up at Masawa and I extend my hand to shake his hand. And I look at Masawa deep in his eyes and they say huh you're gonna suck my dick or what <laughs> and the moment I uttered those words the words that Scott Steiner uttered to Jackie Gata uh, I felt this uncomfortable feeling in the pit in my stomach and I hear Bobby and Rocky race I just go oh, I can't believe he did that and of course my partner's the grizzled Bison Smith is like fucking idiot you know? <laughs> and then the thing was I had my hand extended as if to say, you going to shake my hand or what? I just said, you're going to suck my dick or what? So Masala looked at me with his stone face, and then he extended his hand and shook my hand. <laughs> and then I was, was just like, yeah. And then, so I got pinned by the dynamic bomb from Taue, and his Bobby and... Uh, Bobby and fucking Ricky are helping me out of the ring, and they're like, all right, man, you lost. I think you got to go suck Masala's dick. And I'm like, oh, no. since prehistoric times. It was worshipped by primitive cultures. It can kill a man with one crushing bite. We heard a man was bit in half. Any recent bear attacks? Bears don't attack people underwater. Probably a fever then. 
was that? Whatever's out there, he shot with this, he's dead. Oh, no. Sheriff, how many deputies you got? You came here to help you find it. We can't let him kill it. Experience a few parts mystery. Do you have any theories why he's here? Honestly, I don't know. And a few parts... <laughs> missing. It's a human toe. Is this the man who was killed? He seemed taller. Oh, my God. Bill Pullman. Shoot him. No! How much of a wacko is this guy? Bridget Fonda. Mother... Oliver Platt. Maybe swim back up! Maybe not. I just have this feeling everything's totally safe. This summer, the Earth's oldest creature has just found a new home. Hurry up! Whitney! Go under! Lake Placid. Fagan, you guys heard at the uh, the head there. You guys have heard that a million times. We all have over the years, but it was especially poignant to use it this time because Jim Fagan, who did so many voiceovers for the WWE and tons of other sports, passed away this week. And you know, whenever one of these guys passes, like you don't usually get something at the head of Raw or something like that that really shows what they did. You may see a picture, and it's like, who was that guy? I don't know. Right. The only the one guy I can say is a, would be an exception, probably be Jim Johnson. I was going to say that if guy, they were to do anything for anybody that most people don't know. Uh, it would have to be Jim Jones. Oh, yeah, he's going to get something huge for that. But Why isn't he in the Hall of Fame? Uh, maybe he'll get the Warrior Award. You got cancer, Jim? All right. Anyway, man, with right that... Right <laughs> What are we here for? <laughs> with that being said, it's the New Blood Rising podcast as part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. It's a Questionable podcast. The Questionable Endeavor Network. But... um. We're here at Season 3. We're covering ECW pay-per-views. In our timeline, it is now July of 1999. We're going to be looking at Heat Wave 99. I'm William Rinkin, joined by Jason Kiesler. How's it going, folks? Charlie Stabile. Glad to be here, William. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the master and the ruler of looking at terrible (laughs) wrestling figures, Matthew Dixon. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Martin Dixon. I apologize. I was going to say, is that a thing now? You Brits look the same since Trump took over. (laughs) You're not welcome. (laughs) So, guys, it's... uh, It's the wall just off island. (laughs) (laughs) It has been a little bit since we last recorded. The last time we looked at was Hardcore Heaven of 99. 
And uh, we witnessed – I think overall, if I think about it, we, did, we weren't super high on the show overall. I think we gave it decent marks. By the RBD Jerry Lynn match. That's what I was going to say, yeah. that we saw probably the best match we've seen yet in the timeline. So um, the, the, I, always like to, I always like to ask in terms of like – not we review these now in 2017 here, but going back to you know when these things were coming out or when you first were exposed to them. I know you saw these, like you saw these in the, when they happened, right? Uh, this was my, the heat wave 99 was my introduction to ECW. Yeah. I, I was really into wrestling nine, 1999. Yeah. ECW had just gotten that TV deal with TNN and I really didn't know anything about them. I ordered this pay-per-view on a whim and this was, so this yeah. was my introduction to ECW. I have a lot of memories of heat wave 99. I know I I definitely didn't see any of the pay per views. I saw them on TNN, but I didn't see any of the pay per views until years later. Jason, did you want? Did you like at this point in '99 when wrestling is really exploding big time now with all of it? But did you watch any of this back in '99, especially with like the Dudleys and all this stuff being hot? It was back and forth. We would do a lot of the you know scrambled, unscrambled pay per view over satellite, and then some you know people would trade tapes, mm-hmm. um, and then catching it on the before it had the TNN deal where it was on like the random channels across the, the country at weird times. That was really it. Never consistently. Martin, how about, how about you, Martin? Um, is this any, and the reason I know we've, we've talked about this with other shows, but the reason I'm bringing it up for this one is like, this one's kind of got a little bit of notoriety behind it. So that's why I was always curious if, if people caught this at the moment, did you see heat wave 99 like during nope. when it was released? Okay. Nope. Um, <laughs> Vote for me. The- <laughs> the <laughs> the first exposure I got to ECW was finding a, a VHS tape thinking about 2003 like it was Hostile City Showdown 96 so I knew of I, ECW I but that. didn't actually see any of it until much much later my first exposure to ECW really was the invention yeah I that was just some, I, I, okay. I think the first exposure I had to this was from the Rise and Fall DVD was when it started getting into this era of shows, like in the mid ninety nine, the two thousand part, where things like so you guys got into it when the doors were already closed. Yes, well, yeah. like in terms of pay per views, like I never saw You're lucky because that was a heartbreaker, man. Yeah, like when that hit the internet. Yeah, not like yeah. WCW, which is finally <laughs> oh, the bitch is dead. The bitch, I'm back. No, you're not. No, you're gone. So. One a quick programming change here a little bit because last couple shows, one of our best listeners from over the years, Colin Duff, has uh, who's always been there. If there's ever been a question about did this happen or that or what was some of the stuff going on behind the scenes, he's always been there to give us an answer on Twitter. Colin's been nice enough now. Like you heard him last couple shows where he just in bulk gave us what happened on Hardcore TV and will soon to be TNN the TNN shows, what happens in between these pay-per-views so that we have a better idea. Well, we change it up a little bit. We're going to be doing it for this show and, of course, going forward. But what's different here is we've organized the Hardcore TVs per storyline so that before we go into each match, we're going to take a pause, go back, take a look at what happened on TV to lead us up to this point, which may give us a better indication as to why the hell things are going on as they are. Some of the stuff seems pretty consistent from last show, but there are things like, well, who the hell, what the hell is a Simon Diamond? You know, exactly. Right. You know, like, what is that guy? <laughs> so thanks uh, thanks to Colin here. I'm going to be reading some of his notes here and there. So before we dive into Heat Wave 99, 
which will be in is Dayton close to where you grow up? Grew up? I don't know geographically speaking, right off the top of my head. Oh, well, son, son of a yeah. gun! Neither do I. Oh yeah, I'm talking to Mark. <laughs> of course, I'm talking to Donald J. Dixon over there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. I honestly don't know. All I know about Ohio is stay away from Toledo. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. You never make it out. So let's talk about, like, um, it, this is what's also great. Colin's gotten into some arrivals and departures of people that are coming in and going out a little bit more. So this is going to be fun. First departure here, before we get into Heat Wave, I'm just going to read this as he wrote it to me, okay? I forgot about Cronus. The last match I can find of his was teaming with Spike Dudley against the Dudley Boys on a house show, which was on March 5th in Dover, Delaware. He joined XPW soon after and also appeared for CZW. He worked indies before retiring in 2002. According to Wikipedia, during this period, this is a quote-unquote, during this period, Cronus appeared in the 2000 softcore bondage film Violence on Violence. This seems to be with Nicole Bass. (laughs) I wish you would have told me this sooner. (laughs) He briefly came out of retirement for two hardcore homecoming shows in 2005, before passing away in the wrestler-heavy death year of 2007. Antifaz Del Norte, or as... Antifaz. <laughs> or, 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 Antifaz. Or, or as uh, Martin is... That's better. I like Martin's better, Antifascist Del Norte. <laughs> also had his last ECW match on March 25th against Taz. He probably went back to Mexico. <laughs> well, if he didn't, he probably will now. Um, he was suplexed back to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Head and arm Tazplex back to Mexico. <laughs> Boy, talk about one of the wor- just going back briefly. T- just one of the worst ovations somebody could get, which was dead. Like nobody oh, reacted. Well, yeah, it just did not react to that guy at all. Okay, Big Dick. What Dudley. is he? I know what is what, he? what is an anti fast Del Norte? <laughs> what what is know. it? Right. Uh, Big Dick Dudley. Seems to have left after Hardcore Heaven. He debuted in XPW on July 31st and died at age 34 in 2002. An additional... Yeah, that just just hit me in the face. Two lines and you're dead. (laughs) An additional note... Well, we all couldn't do softcores with Nicole Bass. So, you know, I mean, they they all can't be winners. Alright, last thing here. um, An additional note that I could have included for the Heat Wave build-up notes... That I didn't that I didn't realize until I watched the show. Podcast favorite New Jack last appeared on TV losing to Balls Mahoney on May twenty second. I can't find any information on, on where he has been for the past two months. He's on YouTube. <laughs> he lives there now. So, so uh, unfortunately, there's not a lot to say about the backstory of New Jack coming. <laughs> oh, I love. Don't- does there need to be another chapter in the Ballad of New Jack? <laughs> the missing Ballad. two months. <laughs> what happened? All right, so beginning of um, all right. So to give some stats on our show, we're getting into Heat Wave '99. We're going to be at the Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio. Thirty-four hundred is the show. Buy rate point two six, which is again about the the norm for what we're looking at. Charlie, you got pen and paper. When we do, like, could you record like the the Averages we give each match. So On can, a 10 scale? Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. I forgot to include that myself here. All right. To start this show, we have this weird promo. Awful. Promo carousel. Wow. Oh, oh. The carousel's okay. It's it's Taz's part. <laughs> right off the bat? Like, it's like, he's gasping? It's just bullshit. I mean, they could have taken this from two years ago for Taz. The idea of this is not bad. <laughs> no, I kind of like it. WWF used to do this. Right. This is different for ECW. 
like to start something like although what the subject is is really hokey i'm gonna be the hottest star at, at heat wave like who gives a shit <laughs> it's it's almost as shoehorn did as the old thanksgiving survivor series yes that's it. That's, yes yep. and you know what doesn't help that this entire thing <laughs> There we go. Oh, I was waiting for yeah. it. <laughs> if this that doesn't that doesn't scream extreme to me. Oh, it, I was hoping you were going to put that on a loop, and we were all just going to say things for the next eight minutes. <laughs> I was just going to listen to the song. <laughs> I mean, if this was '94, that would have been different. See, but it just too. feels like in '99. Like, yeah. It, I, again, the attempt. There's there's some glory in the attempt that you get that they were shooting for. It's just not all these guys are up for this. Like, you know, we we get we get Danny Doring and Roadkill doing and Lita. this, and Lita. We'll get into that. That's fun. Chetty, uh, uh, I'm just not buying this. Well, but you get Jason uh, oiling himself up and referring to himself in the third person. Oh, you mean Jason Bagwell? Yeah, Jason Bagwell. Yeah. <laughs> get ready in the that, Buff Bagels. You got one hundred percent Buff Bagel. Right there. You got to keep in mind for me. Uh, this is my very first time seeing ECW, and I am not impressed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just spent twenty dollars. I'm thirteen years old, and I don't have a job. And I'm like, oh, I could have done something else. My dad had to sell a hearing aid for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> business was rough back then. The millennium, you know, yeah. no, you know we didn't know what was happening. We, we were going to die. <clears throat> the uh, so we we get the Dudley the Dud like there's. The masked Joel Gertner, who was, of course, from the Bad Fire segment with uh, with Balls Mahoney. It's like the worst Kane impersonator ever. It, it really is. It's, it just gets <laughs> pushed. Do we, like, do we go? Do we go with Joel Kane? Gertner. Gertner. I like that. <laughs> what about Jason? He get not you, Jason, but wrestler Jason. Yeah. He he gets his own thing to talk about the hottest star for heat wave like there's not just incredible yes. or anybody around why does jason deserve his in fact we get two of them because he's in the mirror <laughs> I, he's just sitting there oiling himself up talking about being the hottest star but what's funny is it's like he's presented where he's not talking to the camera for all we know the camera just walked in and he was getting ready to jerk off and he was just psyching himself up yeah <laughs> i'm gonna showcase all of my talent here tonight because i'm fighting jazz uh, uh, okay. It's jazz! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! Way to go, Mark. Yeah, that's a... Let's move on. Not gonna Matthew Dixon. <laughs> out to play. <laughs> we'll be back, back next week. ECW is ECW, not sending their best. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I mean, they're bringing we, drugs. They're bringing <laughs> <crying>. <laughs> he's not a bad hombre. He's super crazy. He is a bad hombre. Yeah, he's a bad. <laughs> See, that's the only thing is, if ECW was around today, I guarantee to you that there'd already been a super stable called the Bad Hombres. Oh yeah, yes, that's good. Absolutely. With Wildfire Tommy Rich as the leader. And anti-faz, we'd finally have uh, something for him to do. Right, take off the mask. First of all, get get rid of the mask because it's not doing anything for you. No, no. one cares. Uh, yeah, he'd be great. Mm -hmm. All right, so the like the Dudley's one is confusing because they say Balls Mahoney's going to be the hottest star after they powerbomb him through a flaming table. Uh, Carino, Tajiri, and Rhino. Carino's just basically saying Tajiri's going to pull the Andre the Giant, win the title, and then hand it to his Ted DiBiase. Yeah, I wrote the same thing. It's the Ted DiBiase <laughs> yeah, story. Same on. thing. Uh, 
And then I think we get Lance, Justin Incredible, Don Marie. Um, he, I like – is this the – is this the first time we've heard Lance do the Calgary, Alberta, Canada bit? Oh, I, I don't remember. Funny. Yeah, I, I didn't know if we did it before on a previous show that we've done uh, for ECW. But someone, someone needs to tell Don Marie to be the fuck still. <laughs> like, it is. If, watch it. It is, I mean, not for the right reasons to be distracting. You're just like, oh, my God, is she, like, spazzing out? One thing is, like, she totally, like, I, one thing I'll give her as opposed to a lot of managers or valets or whatever Wow, does she know how to work a crowd? But mm-hmm. she overworks yeah. a crowd to where, like, she is taking away, like, she doesn't realize that she's taking away from. Well, if she wasn't so damn hot, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds it like it would be a lot easier. <laughs> she is I mean, gorgeous, she... like not anymore. Yeah, but back, is she back... not anymore? Not not my by my standards. Not. <laughs> is it by like sunny standards? Oh, oh yeah. 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 The, the Charlie Stabil standards. I got to hear this. Oh, I mean, God, Don Marie, holy shit! But yeah, I I agree though. She's she knows what she's got, and she flaunts it way too much. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Finally, we get Jerry Lynn, who says he respects RVD but doesn't like him. But it's the John Cena promo. Yeah. Before he opens the door, and we go all the way into RVD just hanging out. It's it's a good fellowship. Yeah, it really is. It's That's awesome. Great. What's cool is the whole time Jerry Lynn's cutting his promo, you just hear Bill Alfonso's whistle, like somewhere. I'm like, is he just lurking around somewhere in the back? I didn't know they were getting ready to go in that room. He, he never breaks character. <laughs> Alfonso is the worst stalker ever. <laughs> like watching Friday the 13th instead of the cha-cha-cha-cha-cha. You just hear <laughs> Every time, every time Fonzie blows his whistle, a wrestler ends up in a porn with Nicole Bass. <laughs> there have been a lot of porns with Nicole Bass. Well, that's just terrible. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. All right, so we end, we, like I said, we end it with... Um, we ended with RVD or in Sabu. Well, the we whole Sabu. thing is Sabu's jealous. I guess that RVD's tagging with Jerry Lynn. It, I don't know. It's really weird because, like, I, I know we're coming to a point where they're going to finally go back head to head again. I know we're coming close to it. So that's why I was like, "Oh, is this what's teasing it?" And I guess yes and no. It's like Sabu it's wants to be in the storyline, but they just don't want him there. Or, yeah, exactly. Like, well, I need one. <laughs> but and he's all in <laughs> gear. He's all in his gear too. He's in, yeah, he's ready to go. <laughs> Came out of the taxi in that. <laughs> The travel ban did not work on him. <laughs> well, we don't know what it is. He triple jumps over the wall. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the chair. Two times, <laughs> got to do it again. <laughs> Charlie, let me, let me ask you something. Since this was like you, you had bought this, you know, curious of what's coming on. So during the the big thing. Bubba's talking about we're going to put balls through a flaming table. Now, you don't know who balls is, uh, but just excited, like, oh, they're going to put some dude through a flaming table. Did it bother you that, like, 15 seconds later it's in the intro package? Yeah, a little bit, uh, because I'd, I'd never seen anyone go through a flaming table. I'd never even thought of that, which this was fun to recreate with action figures. Yeah. Oh, all, oh, yeah. Well, I would take a piece of paper and, and light it on fire and put it on one of the, like, Jack's tables and, sorry, balls. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going. But, uh, yeah, a little bit. It was a little anticlimactic. Oh, they've already done this. So. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, kind of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. 
so now um, we go through we go through our intro video package. Our first match we're gonna get we got Danny Doring, who's looks like Doring has gotten an upgrade, by the way, and Roadkill with do they does she have a name yet? I she yeah. did. I don't remember what they I don't called think, her. But that's a she, thing. I, she will become Miss Congeniality. That's, that's that's a, I knew but it was they call appealing. her that here? That's the thing I don't yep. remember. I didn't. Yeah, that's they right. They call her. He says chastity or chase and pure at some point during his old right. Yeah, and then someone calls it a rat as well. Yeah. Well, what's funny is the moment he goes. She is chasing pure. It's like somebody is right next to the fucking mic just starts going. <laughs> it was just like. It was Edge. So <laughs> you think you know me? Like, like it could have been the freaking cameraman. I mean, like it was that clear. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is this is fun. That man has a story. <laughs> um, <laughs> just Sabu with a single tear runs down Sabu's cheek. When someone's littering in Sabu's hometown. So, how did we get here? So, July 17th, we get a voiceover. Or this is from the July 17th Hardcore Television. Um, a Heyman voiceover to clips of Doring and Roadkill versus Chetty and Nova from Hostile City Showdown at the ECW Arena Air. We see a pre-boob job Lita for the first time. Mm. Chetty also seems to have his new Ricky Martin gimmick. We'll get to that a little bit later. Chetty and Lita dance until Nova breaks it up. Lita slaps Nova before eating a kryptonite crunch. <laughs> what a great <laughs> sentence. Lita doesn't have a name, doesn't have a name, and is just called a rat by Styles. Roadkill, I guess that answers that question. Good job reading this beforehand by me. Uh, Roadkill pins Nova with a top rope splash. Styles tells us they will have a rematch at Heatwave. So that's how we got here. So um, as I mentioned, Danny Doring has gotten an upgrade, and uh, it appears in more ways than one, and that's what I'm talking about Lita here. It's interesting, because remember how we used to... We did not understand this tag team. Like, they did not seem like they really fit together, but I will say, like, I think it's a bit of... It, in, in all honesty, it is a bit of an upgrade. Like, he, he's at least he looks a little bit better than he did before. But um, we get a little bit of a an interesting promo here, I guess, where he talks about finding Lita... Basically, finding lead, finding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. The crowd uh, lets us know that she has herpes. I got chilly. This chilly. This is a plot of chasing Amy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> chasing lead with uh, Matt Hardy and Edge. Oh, that'd be oh. awesome. Oh, no. She's not a lesbian. Finger finger cuss. Cuss. Oh yeah. She's not a lesbian. She's just a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. <laughs> And then, and Danny Doring, of- he does get out one of the coolest one-liners. I've, I, I got to give this guy a lot of credit. He's like, you know, I've been thinking, reintrospecting, and I got to do something about my destructive sexual tyranny. <laughs> Doring then uh, actually does the unthinkable and then proposes to her, which she accepts. We got a <laughs> this does not go over. Wouldn't it be great if Kane came out and broke up this one too? <laughs> So, as Isaac Yankum, that would yeah, be <laughs> But um, they finally find a ring in a, that's in a in a nice little wrapper underneath Roadkill's hat. She's nice. So uh, it's an interesting bit to start the show off. But uh, we get intergalactic playing that brings out Nova and Chetty, which, as we said, Danny Doring got an upgrade. Chris Chetty got a downgrade because mm-hmm. uh, this hat, the, the hat and, t- and the uh, space pants. And yeah, it, it's a it's stupid attire. 
Although, like, somehow, like, in the middle of this match, somehow, like, all of a sudden, like, it somehow ties together. I don't know I mean, why. he sticks out. I mean, it, yeah. makes, it makes him interesting to a point. So, uh, before really getting into the spots on this match, like, we haven't seen these guys in an opener in a bit. I was just, in, like, I'm interested to just kind of get a, uh, what you guys thought of this as an opener. Because uh, I, at first, like, when I saw, like, I was like, oh, okay, Dan- Doring looks like they've, they've, been, they've been doing stuff with him. They have some investment. And Roadkill's got on a blue shirt. I was like, okay. talk about that. Yeah. So it's like, okay, they're putting some stuff into these guys. I wasn't sure what I was going to think. And I'll, find, I'll be honest, this match was pleasantly surprising. Good. It was really yeah, good. good. This is a really good match. So, like, you've got uh, Doring getting wa- uh, waffling, uh, was it Chetty on the ramp because he's got the hat and the. Well, I mean, you would too. I mean, of course. Of course it would. Um, Roadkill, I mean, I can't get over how much he has gotten over since we last saw him. Like, he I is love, really over. I love that tag team. Oh, yeah. As soon as he's tagged in, this, the crowd just amps up immediately, which is great. Um, nobody, it's a cool gimmick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, let's just skip to the bit where the match just completely takes a really abrupt left turn when, oh, <laughs> when all of a sudden. No. In case you didn't know what the character was. <laughs> Chris Chetty, he does, I mean, this springboard moonsault is amazing. And, and then he decides afterwards... You know what? That was so good. I'm going to talk to you guys about it. Give me a mic. <laughs> he cuts a promo about how good his move was, and then Livin' La Vida Loca comes on, and he starts dancing. Charlie, what did you, I thought of you immediately when I saw this. <laughs> Tell me what you thought. <laughs> well, um, it was a choice. I mean, it was, I mean, you know, after, what was the one show we saw where something like this happened? Um, I think it was with the BWO. They did something like this where a dance-off kind of... St- oh, it was with Tracy Smothers and yeah. shit. Yeah. This wasn't as bad as that. Where he, before he did the Liu Kang kick. And- <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first thought, because I'd forgotten that, 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 that this happened, my, my first thought was Paul Heyman yelling in my ear, It's extreme! Really <laughs> bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad. And then it's- Lita gets... Although when Lita gets in there, like, oh, 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 oh. I like cops. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, this is also where where Joey Styles begins the, or it continues the Joey Styles tradition of subtle misogynistic, where he's like, Danny Doring's new ring rat of a wife is grinding with Chris Chetty. What did you. Lays it out there for everybody. I I want to, first Jason, then Martin. Jason, what did you think when the match, like, all of a sudden this happened in the match? Because the match is. It's a pretty hot opener. Like they don't they don't rest a ton in this match. They really are go 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 go, and then all of a sudden they just stop and do this. What did you think? It was surprising. I don't know if it was pleasant or or not pleasant, but it. I mean, it, it was funny because unlike the dance contest, it was you know these guys just start doing it. The everyone else other than Chris Chetty and Lita kind of are upset about it instead of just going along with it. You know, Nova starts getting all pissed off like, "Why are you doing this?" I thought we were going to get some kind of turn on somebody. Um, you know, it's just, but the the Ricky Martin, you know, I haven't heard that song in like 15 years. It was cool. And man, I'll tell you that, <laughs> I, I, one thing I had to remember when uh, when that played all of a sudden was that that song was everywhere. everywhere. In yeah. fact, like he had like you three know, songs that were everywhere at that time period, if I remember right. But what were you going to say, Jay? I was just saying the Vita Loca bit because as soon as that happened, I thought about Chris Rock's night, the MTV Video Music Awards, 
his opening monologue where he starts talking about Ricky Martin, how Vita Loca is everywhere. He's like, you turn on TV, Vita Loca. You turn on the radio, Vita Loca. He's like, go to the bathroom, Vita Loca. It's just like, just, it was. I was just like, oh, yeah. Like you said, it just it took me back instantly to how all over the place that fucking song was. Yeah, and he, uh, it's not a bad song. I never hated the song, but I mean, I would never like willfully listen to it. So it wasn't like offensive to the ears. I'm like, right. no, that was a poppy song. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, remember he had the song for the World Cup. Yeah. He had Cup of Life. He had it. Man, the guy was everywhere. And yeah, the music video was all over the place, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Martin, what'd you think of this when this came out, when this happened? Um, I didn't mind it. Lover of wrestle crap that I am. <laughs> the, the, the spot which I have now just dubbed Living live, live Lolita Loca. <laughs> <laughs> was was oh. fine for an up. Fine for an opener. Yeah, in ECW, it's a bit weird, but I'm glad it happened here and not further up the card. Yeah, Martin Dixon's coming out with right hands. Yeah. Bip, bip, bip. It's like you're running for office or something. I, yeah. Are you? Well, can, can, you, can you imagine like, this happening in like the Tommy Dreamer segment? Oh. Uh, you could use it. Yeah. Unfortunately, yes, I could see it happening in a Tommy Dreamer segment. Sure and then he just goes, my sciatica, and drops to his knees and screams in pain. But... <laughs> So, Nova gets nuclear heat for breaking up, like, Lita just, I mean, because I, I, it's, it's, it's pretty funny, but then Lita slaps Chetty, and then, in a typical ECW moment, (laughs) eats a fireman's carry into a powerbomb. Yeah, like, I love WCW, like, the way they'd attack women, just, not like a shove, or, like, like, just like a a kayfabe hit. No, these are full-on moves. (laughs) Yes. That women take in ECW. Um... (laughs) Nova, so, oh, go ahead, Jay. Sorry, I was just, with Nova spots. I like how a lot of Nova spots seem to be named after mid '90s alt rock bands. Yeah, because that inverted neck breaker he's got is like he called the Spin Doctor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It got me distracted. Once Joey Styles calls that out, I'm like thinking, what other '90s rock band wrestling moves can you have? And it was just freaking me out because I'm sitting there going, "Oh, we got the Blind Melon Eye Poke, <laughs> fast, the, fast, fastball spear." Yeah, the Baruka Moonsault. <laughs> it's, it's easy to get distracted with the. I mean, there's. We're, at this point, I'm so desensitized to the chaos that is ECW. It's easy to get distracted on this kind of stuff. I mean, that I, that's just me, I guess. But no, I, I found that it's like I am immune to shenanigans now. Yeah, other than it being annoying, I'm, I'm not super pumped for it. Nova and Chetty maintain the advantage ahead of leg drops, uh, splash combo from the same rope. From the same rope. That's the part that it's really got me. It's such a cool move. Yeah. You're not kicking out of that. No, 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 no. And they end up picking the win in a really fun opener. And these guys, like, the thing that's really cool is even though, like, Chetty looks ridiculous, this is a hell of a lot better for him than when he was just like, I'm in the, I'm in the, I'm the quote-unquote amateur wrestler that's doing pro wrestling now. Remember when we saw him oh, yeah. and they're really promoting the house of hardcore and everything. And, you know, uh, I just, I think this, this wasn't a good, a good move for him, even though like, again, it looks kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, yeah, I, like he's all in on it. The the thing that kind of ruins it is that they remind you that he's Taz's cousin. That though. Okay. It kind of takes some of the shine off Taz. <laughs> Spaz. I give the. I, I end up giving the six out of ten. Like I, like I said, I, I don't. I can't. 
as, as fun as it was, I'm not going to say it's like it's like Rockers and uh, you know Barbarian and Haku from WrestleMania Seven or something. But you know, it's still yeah, it, it's still a pretty good opener for this show, and the crowd is really hot for it. So I give it about six. Jason, comments and star rating. I would go right off. It's like it's about a six, just like you. It's not overly offensive. It's not super great. Um, I mean, it's just. It was fun. I mean, like, it really sets the pace for the night where you're going to have some shenanigans, a little bit of chaos, and you're still going to see some pretty good in-ring, high-impact moves. Martin, how about you? Uh, yeah, the, the, there was nothing offensively bad, but this was only ever going to be, you know, just fun throwaway. So I've gone for five, but, you know, it's Ooh. That's not, a bad, not a bad five. I mean, it's, it's average. It's, Is it's there a good five. five? <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, how about you? I'd give it a seven. Yeah, I really like this. Good, cool. Yeah, it's fun. It got me into it immediately, uh, especially compared to some of the other openers that we've seen. It was surprising. I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to I, be I didn't this either. good. No, I, no, I really didn't. Yeah, because I mean, like I said, I used to watch this show a lot when I was younger, but it's been forever since I've seen it, so I didn't really remember much of it, except for that finisher. Yeah, I was like, oh, I, I remember that finisher. It's got some good spots. Uh, even though I'm not 100% behind the Chetty thing, at least it's a character. Yeah. At least it's something. And he's Although, he's embracing it. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, other than the fact that why would this character team up with Nova? I know. Like, that's the part I don't get, but for some reason it works. So I'd give it a 7. We now go to a video package. Or, I say a video package. It's just a video, really. It's not really much of a... But anyway. Taz gives final form to Jiri... Props in the ring and says he, he would give him he would give him a shot at the title. Carino interrupts, which is boy, he's been, I, I'm really I love I, Steve Carino. Really, yeah, I've always liked. Yep, and he's killing it. Interrupts. Uh, Taz says he is choking on Jack Victory's limp dick. Carino's comeback is great, but then Taz proceeds to say WWF for about 15 seconds straight. Which means he was bleeped out for an incredibly long period of time. Oh, saying oh, oh. that, that, that. So he wasn't signed yet. No, no. But like, <laughs> but we we used to always joke like if, if WWE. And he's I I forget what he says. It's obviously like enough to oh, that. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? We're like, oh, you don't like it when I cuss? Well, yeah. you know, <laughs> shit, piss, fuck up. It was like kids. a it was a Family Guy bit. It was like that's great, Taz. Keep talking like that in front of all these people here in Dirty Queens. And Taz's like, okay, fine, I will. And it's just it was fucking amazing. And oh, I said, I wrote that he Carino's became... face is just like, oh, damn. I wrote that he became Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, suck my <laughs> white ass ball. Suck my white... <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, when he, when he, like in the background, I never noticed it till I, till years later, like when you're watching the video, like he, he gets to Kevin Nealon. Like it's not, they don't like, <laughs> I love when he, the dude though that's crazy pulls the shirt over his head and then punches down the head. <laughs> no, no. That always cracks me up. He's like, well, it's about time. Yeah, you know what? It is about time. <laughs> I just couldn't get the ball in the hole. I, I wanted to, to but I just couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then he gives the, his friend the shirt. <laughs> okay. Speaking, speaking of shirts, Jack Victory's Do Not Touch shirt, I loved it. For an in, a wrestler who's injured in, in a wheelchair and a leg brace, he's just got this. Like He's not injured. Not he can walk. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's still funny. I know. No, I, I, the the last bit of that though, Tajiri, in an interesting twist, attacks Taz from behind. So really solidifying the heel turn. He, for, yeah. That he will get a title he, shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm taking. Could that. you say that? Oh. Could you say that he pearl harbored him? <laughs> <laughs> no money, money, money. <laughs> Hey, Dixon's got the goods today, man. He's got the goods. 
All right, so our next match, Jason versus Jazz, or as we as we talked about, uh, Jason uh, Bagel. <laughs> she, she, I, when he comes out, I was like, man, he is a spot on. Like, I wonder how his He's a stunt double. I wonder how his two thousand porn with Nicole Bass went. Well, I would he, not. He was uh he was Buff's body double in those Julie Strain Day of the Warrior oh, softcore porn movies I that bet. he made. So um. A little. Uh, how'd we get here on this one? Well, July seventeenth, another angle that only aired the weekend of the pay per view. After a match between Jerry Lynn and Lance Storm, Justin Incredible attacked Lynn with cane shots. Jazz tries to protect Lynn for some reason, which results in Jason attacking her. Later on the show, she attacks Jason during an interview with Cyrus, which is quickly broken up by security. They seem to have had a few matches on house shows prior to this angle airing, which makes sense because they. Their match like looks like they've worked on it and fine tuned it. This is a this was a bit of a surprise. I was I was not expecting this either to be um, to be as good. I will say that right off the bat, J- Jason's entrance n- nobody could give a shit less than this audience. <laughs> that he's that, here. The thing that got my attention was he came out to Lawrence Taylor's theme from WrestleMania oh, yeah. 11. Yes, yeah. what a man, what a man. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Where's Bad and he's Bad? from Europe. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh yes! Oh my God! Good yes! I wrote that down, but that that caught me even more than from Italy. Like he's from <laughs> Europe, and right. Joey speaks for all of us, saying like, "Oh come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's dumb." But I'm serious. Him and Antifaz Del Norte could vie for who has the who gets the least reaction from the crowd yeah. because they've seen him too. Like Jason's one of those like really good like. I mean, or I'm not going to say really good, but he was a good enough, like, oh, he's a douchebag heel. Like, oh, he's one of those guys in Just Incredibles crew. Like, fuck him. No, I mean, like, they, they don't, they do not care. He has a dead reaction. He's like an even blander version of Lex Luger. And like, <laughs> he's, a, he's a body. Is such a, is such a thing possible? <laughs> Lex Luger's steel-plated forearm has more charisma than Jason. No, that's Jason true. Does. That was that was like yeah. a fascination with me as a kid when my dad told me that. Oh yeah, he was in a motorcycle. Actually. How'd you know that, Charlie? Yeah, <laughs> that's why he pins people. You know, when he hits them with that. Do you remember that one, game? The game, <laughs> the game. When you would do the move, it was narcissist. Lexi right, it was the narcissist gimmick. When you would do the move, and I believe it's Royal Rumble and it's in Raw. Yeah. He, you have to go against the other side of the ropes, but he nails him with the uh, elbow or with the forearm, and then he poses and does this. <laughs> With his head, and you're like, I want to cover him. Yeah, I, I need to get. No, out. you need to get over there, man. <laughs> L, L. So, um, uh, the other thing that caught me by surprise: Jason is a former TV champion. Yeah, ECW I, TV I, champion. Yeah, I, 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 well, it's what Joey Styles keeps saying over and over and over again. It's true. And I wrote well, where he, I wrote where was he TV champion at the fucking Radio Shack? Yeah, I didn't believe like it. where because. <laughs> Because he <laughs> comes into work five minutes late with the title. Like, who gives a shit? I'm the champ. <laughs> you know who's going to... Uh, Gary, what are you doing exactly? here? Exactly. <laughs> That's what we for. What the hell are you doing? Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you know something? <laughs> Cut a promo in the middle of Radio Shack. <laughs> okay. Well, y'all, got, y'all got those coaxial cables? Oh. You know, well, I didn't like how Joey Styles he he simultaneously starts to build up and bury Jazz with his commentary. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he can't make up his mind which one he wants to commit to. Yeah, she's really good. It, it, yeah, she she does some great work throughout this. And if 
What's interesting is like the, the crowd slow. Like I don't think the crowd was expecting it either nope. because the crowd seems, as we said, pretty dead from the get go. But as it builds, they get more and more into what she is doing. And to Jason's credit, he's wrestling pretty well. Like right. he wrestles a lot better than I thought he did. I thought he was just a joke, but no, the dude can really go. And we got, also remember these two were a part of Just Incredible's entourage. Right. Right. So. That right, <clears throat> um, the, the the culminating moments when she brings in the chairs and waffles Jason's dick with a chair into a chair. I did not. Chato. I did not like this spot simply because <laughs> that. I mean, that was bad enough. But then Jason, he no sell. He no sell, uh, sells it within like fifteen seconds. He does an insiguri. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, well, there's no way you anymore, Charlie. There's no way you could do an insiguri. I know you could perhaps. Perhaps that's how you treat it. Perhaps that's how you treat it. <laughs> just kick yourself in the nuts? <laughs> I did like the the fact that, you know, if, if he was kind of more selling the bit in the corner where he's unconscious a little bit or, or out of it, but just laying there with his hands holding the middle rope to totally cheese ball, oh, no, I'm about to get hit in the dick. I don't know. It was just like he, he does had do enough that. time to do something. Yeah. Um, well, I, well he's, not that good. he's not that good a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, what are we expecting here? RVD Jerry Lynn here? No, no. I mean, that's not going to be that situation. <laughs> Pull up, stand up, or kick out. I don't know. It just in, looked... in, the words, yeah, in the words of Cyrus from later in this show, he's a real intellectual, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> a little intellectual intercourse. Mm. Wow. <laughs> um, I like that Jason has to go to such a degree of... Uh, uh, he, has to, he has to take this match to a level... That I couldn't believe it didn't it needed to go. He needs to powerbomb a woman on a chair to beat her. That's his intention. Except that doesn't happen. Well, of course. she shouldn't have been standing. She, she, has reverses the, <laughs> she reverses the powerbomb into an X Factor. The jazz singer. She she Billy Kidman's her way out of a yeah. powerbomb. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't powerbomb Billy. Don't do it. But um, now now that's a shirt. Yeah. Don't <laughs> don't powerbomb Billy. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> But she um, she she picks up the win. Not really surprising. I think we all pretty much saw this coming. The thing that was fascinating to me was that when you go back and look at WWF like ninety eight ninety nine, if a man and a woman like Mark Mario and Sable got in the ring, they weren't going to do this. This match is really like in terms of men against women matches are. are I don't think they're really anybody's favorite. Like we, we've suffered through them. Some have been surprising, like this one more than others. But the thing that was just interesting is that they 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 really. It's not Steiner and Keebler. No, no, they they they, actually, they had a match, and like you can tell, like by um, Colin's notes, that like yeah, they really did. They they put time into this. They worked mm-hmm. this thing out on the house shows to get it right. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest, I gave I still I gave this five stars. I I don't I I probably wouldn't go higher than that. I think it's about a par for the course. But five stars for them might as well be ten because that's how. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I totally didn't expect it to go that far. But um, Jason, where would you put um, where would you put this? Like four and a half. Okay. Four and a half. Are we rounding up or down? Or? No, just do four and a half. That's all right. I'll, I'll we'll just average it as is. Okay. Martin, how about 4. you? Four point six two. <laughs> oh God dang! You see this boot? Oh, I'm gonna put this. <laughs> thanks, Vince. Yeah, thanks for letting us know which one. <laughs> Martin, where did you put this one? Um, just for the surprise of how enjoyable it was, I actually went to six for this. Good for you. Look at this. He he downgrades Chetty and Nova, but he's like, you know what? This was better. I'm going to kick this one up a notch. <laughs> Make bad wrestling great again. 
<laughs> okay, so Joey is then interrupted by. Oh, oh, I have a good oh, one. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm hey, so, hey I got dang it. Hey. I get a vote too. What'd you say? It? I, I give it a six. Give it a six. <laughs> <laughs> So that's basically the Austin promo. You just repeat back what they say to you. <laughs> oh, you're going to kick my ass. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus. It's, it's like that when he does a podcast, like, he's such an aggressive interviewer. <laughs> like, look at Ambrose. Like, he'll ask a question, but before you can answer, he describes the question for, like, another 30 seconds before coming mm-hmm. back to that same sentence. And then by that point... I. I'm, I wonder how anybody's ready at that point. Like, I, 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 it seems like he's answered his own question by the time he asked the question again. Right. <laughs> that alpha brain is intense, man. <laughs> it's a good sale. I, he really missed out on a true calling of oh. being a salesman. Hey, you want to buy this vacuum cleaner? I'm scared that I shouldn't buy it. You, you <laughs> so need to buy it. I, I probably should. You got a bunch of shit on your floor? Uh, well, it's it's pretty hefty. In yeah, does, does, it pick, does your vacuum cleaner pick up the shit? Not as well as it should. That's right. That's why I need to buy this rainbow. Here it is. It's $500. <laughs> just, get out of, just get out of my house. <laughs> but anyway, okay. so, so when I saw Paul Steve Austin, is this what <laughs> it's a missile. Thanks like to the Dyson centrifuge here, you no longer have to worry about bags and suction getting blocked. Thanks for no selling that so you guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Maybe I don't need this vacuum cleaner. (laughs) Uh, You guys just killed my joke like Dean Ambrose's podcast killed the Stone Cold podcast on the network, okay? Yeah, that that might have. He hasn't done one since. Oh, you you think that's legit, Jay? You think that killed it? I I think that's part of why they didn't do it, because then they're just like, "Uh." (laughs) I mean, two and two equals five, man. Well, okay, now two... To defend Austin here for a moment, like everyone is like everyone at some point that's in that locker room has probably seen him do one of these interviews. So you know he's gonna you kinda know in the area of what he's gonna ask, and you know it's also for the network, so it's gonna be gimmicked a little bit to be like, Okay, we gotta do these kind of questions that kinda build up your backstory a little bit. You know, we're gonna ask these. Like, pay attention, like know what you're getting into. Like I'm I don't sorry, Ambrose was a fucking dick. I don't follow Austin show. really for I don't at all. No, I, I'm not I'm not blaming where I'm getting is if I was him, I'd be like, well, you know, if they're if I'm taking my time out to do this, if they're not going to take it seriously, I'm not going to either. I it, can see him doing that. He definitely didn't seem like he wanted to be there, Dean Ambrose. Like he yeah. was, he was very like just to the point, like not really going into anything, just very basic answers. Yeah, I. The only thing though is I don't know. I I can't say it killed it off because I feel like if they didn't do Austin, they would have brought in Jericho. Or they would have, you know what I mean? Foley, they would have done. God. I think they would have done another one without him if they're. I maybe they just haven't had a spot. Like I, the one that like missed opportunity. Well, I guess not really because we've heard them before. But in terms of the network, why didn't you do Goldberg? Like do Goldberg? Why didn't you have or him on there? Do upcoming Kurt Angle? <sighs> yeah, that. Yeah. Why? Like, do you guys just take a quick ECW pause here? Is it weird that there is no mention of Kurt Angle beyond that one? Oh, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame, and then nothing. Does that seem weird to you guys at all? I think they're subtly yeah. doing it because where I've been watching it, whenever a- AJ Styles is coming out, they like to say AJ Styles has had the greatest WWE rookie year of all time, which isn't true because Kurt Angle had every belt except yeah. the tag belt it would, in less than a year. So, I mean, I don't know if it may be they're, they're – 
kind of doing the subtly where they're not mentioning him on purpose, but mentioning things that are associated with him. You Could they, be. You think they'd set they up a match with him at WrestleMania? I, yeah. You think they'd do it? They, they have a great chemistry. Some, some of their TNA yeah. matches were fantastic, so I would not be surprised at all if, if that was the match. Martin, what were you going to say, man? Well, also at the minute, Angle is still doing indie shows, so I don't know if WWE is somehow not wanting to throw a light on that, particularly as he's got a match against Del Rio coming up soon. Well, there was... Uh, there was that uh, confirmed story that Kurt Angle had canceled an independent show that he was going to appear at the day of WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania of Royal Rumble. Like he was, mm. he was supposed to wrestle. I bet WWE paid him to do it, and they knew they weren't going to do. It. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe they just to throw people exactly. off. Exactly. Yeah, because they like to do. Because because all right. Just last thing I'll say on the on this sort of similar topic here is Elimination Chamber tonight. It is. I think so. Yeah. Good I, lord! Really. <laughs> And the odds <laughs> have shifted greatly. Like Bray Wyatt's favored to win the belt tonight. Oh, I I heard that like two weeks ago. But what that mean? But that either means one of two things: they're either going to have this weird main event of main event. I I don't know if it would be the main event at this point. I'm not sure. But you're going to have Bray Wyatt versus Randy Orton. Boo. Or you're going to have some convoluted four way or three way. Somebody else is going to. A be McMahon in every corner. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> but if you do the former, where you're just going to have those two guys go at it. Well, then what does that leave? Like, I don't see John Cena and AJ Styles doing a match. So I guess it's conceivable based on what you're saying, Jason. Like, it's conceivable maybe they could be setting up an AJ-Kurt thing because that's such a good thing to play into. I think we all thought the easy Kurt thing was him and Rusev because it's yeah. it's just the easy plug-in. Like, oh, yeah. Rusev has no momentum. None. You know Kurt would just yeah. come in and destroy him. Yeah. Well, he, his momentum is – his role is simply we, – we got a nostalgia coming in, beat up on Rusev. Yeah, that's what he does now. Like, they'll have a nostalgia act come out, and for some reason, Rusev has a problem with him. Like, right. dude, dude, dude don't, don't come out. Like, I mean, the, you're going to get trounced. Like, The the Rock in the Brooklyn, Rock. when he just, like, just murdered him on the mic. Like, just... Mm-hmm. And, and I think then, they're still punishing him for the engagement picture. I don't know, Maybe. man. It could be. I mean, he's not the one that should be punished, though. I mean, that's what... I mean, he's on Total Divas now, so who gives a Maybe shit? it's that like, picture of a, him that got leaked where he was wearing Crocs backstage. <laughs> That killed it for me. I was, oh my god! Like going back to what you were saying, I, the the main event of WrestleMania is going to be Goldberg Lesnar because they've already got Goldberg set up to squash Kevin Owens at the next pay per view. They're talking, you know, they're they're there's no way, and this is from stupid planning that they're going to let Kevin Owens last longer than Brock Lesnar did, and they're going to so they're going to sacrifice somebody to to build this thing up. Um, it, which I don't know. Sorry, it just kind of annoys me. That's not me being a Goldberg hater. That I would hate that pretty much for anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially Kevin Owens. That's a guy who actually has momentum. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, well it, I'm, a, I'm a you know still a, a huge you know Goldberg mark. I bought the new 2K17 because of Goldberg. So, uh, but it, even I can go. That's rather unfair to Kevin Owens. Lesnar, because Lesnar's bulletproof. Lesnar can do what they, oh, you, yeah. know, you can do what they want to Lesnar, and he's still Lesnar. But yeah. I mean, Lesnar could have kicked Brett in the head, and he would have been okay. Like nobody would have faulted Lesnar. Like, well, Brett, yeah, Brett, Brett would have been dead. I should have been there. First of all, Brock Lesnar doing a spinning heel kick would have been hilarious. It's like, oh, someone must have learned to push the Y button on the controller this time. I'll tell you, real quick, guys, just, if you ever get a chance, look at, look up the match where him and Nakamura went at it in Japan. It's awesome. Yeah. It's so good if you haven't seen it. Lesnar and Nakamura. 
is amazing to watch. Is, is that the one Nakamura beats him? No, Lesnar f fives him for the win. It's like a five. Um, it's like a five to eight minute match or something like that. And yeah, yeah, dude, it's, I think it's, it's a, a triple threat, which in New Japan is like just bizarre. <laughs> I've watched so little. I've I watched like uh, the when Jim Ross did the commentary for the one. I guess in 2015. That was the last. Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. All right, so back into Heat Wave here. Joey's interrupted by Cyrus, who puts himself on the show as a commentator. Great move. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, jo- uh, Joey can't figure out why Vince fired his ass. I love that. <laughs> so, and and I, Cyrus does a great job of selling. Like, he doesn't, like, do too much. He does a great deadpan. Yeah. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go into our next match. Here's something fun. It's going to be Little Guido versus Super Crazy. So, uh, how did we get here? So... This match had no real buildup other than a couple of three-ways on TV. <laughs> June 19th, we join a match in progress of Tajiri versus Super Crazy versus Guido. Sal puts Tajiri through a ringside table. Crazy moonsaults off a wall onto Guido. Off a wall? Yeah, off a wall. <laughs> I, I, hey, man, I, Colin's uh, doing the dirty work here, man. He's up checking this out for us. Crazy then eliminates Guido after the trifecta moonsault. And turns straight into a kick and brain buster for a Tajiri victory. That sounds familiar for a show coming up, honestly. Um, <laughs> July 17th, Tajiri uh, beat Guido in Super Crazy in a three-way dance. Guido eliminated Super Crazy via Sicilian Crab after Sal put Crazy through a ringside table. <laughs> That's a funny sight. <laughs> Tajiri pens Guido after a brain buster. Later in the show, Guido has a promo for his match with Crazy Heatwave which is the first mention of this match. So not a lot, but they've been doing some legwork on the, on the TV side. Um, these guys both uh, came off great matches at Hardcore Heaven. So I was, I'm, I was looking forward to this one too. The show's got good momentum. Like mm-hmm. I do like the, the undercard of this show a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of Super Crazy's remix of Roadhouse Blues. Mm-hmm. Is this the first time he's used it on our... On that our, I've noticed. Yeah, I, hadn't, I didn't notice it before, but it's really, really cool. Um, the, the first question I have for you guys is, does this match really need to go into the crowd? No. <laughs> no. But I'm glad that it did. It worked. Okay, why? Tell, tell me why. Because he does that moonsault. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, Spike will just jump and New Jack will just jump. <laughs> like, su- he really is super crazy. I mean, <laughs> he lives up to his name. They did moonsault off the fucking, uh, what, what, what's that called? God damn it. Um, the... Oh, the you, atrium? Yeah. yeah okay. like, I know what you're talking about. There's people down there. <laughs> yeah. Into the abyss. Yeah. Um, and he nails it. Uh, I, same question. You Like, Jason Martin, like, did... And I, the only reason I nitpicked this is because, like, with ECW shows, like, you know somebody later on the card is going to do this. You know somebody's going to blade. Somebody's going to... There's going to be weapons. And the thing is, sometimes in ECW shows, they kind of blow their wad, where, like, somebody does it in the... Like, somebody kind of takes the heat away from it early on in the show. Right. Where somebody later on where they could really use that spot can't really so much. But the thing that's that's good is they're not out there for long. No, 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 no. They get out there, do their move, they go right back. Yeah. Not just Taz, just, all right, I'm going to get a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) That's part of what I didn't like is, I mean, they're out there just for that. I mean, there's nothing else. I mean, I, I know I don't need anything big, but it was literally like this super crazy does this thing, walks back to the ring, Minute, minute or two later, here comes Sal and Guido. Yeah, I, I think it kind of it was really cool, and but it really just took this match to a screeching halt. And the match took forever to get started anyway. And then once it got started, it was really good. 
but I mean, that just kind of stopped like, all momentum for me. Yeah, Martin, how about you? Did it do any like? Did did it bother? Did I guess I'm gonna say it, it did? Did it bother you? But did it? I don't <laughs> it was know. a it was a really cool moment, but yeah, it just kind of. Well, I guess we're going to do that now. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was just if it had been What's like your name? at the end, super like crazy. Finish, yeah. <laughs> All right. It, it was basically that. It was let, let's let's have a bit of a rest, but then super crazy. I mean, you know, lived up to his name. Imagine if Super Crazy was the name of, like, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk Hogan does the moonsault. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, well, his name's Super Crazy. I mean, he's got to do shit like that. <laughs> he jumps on the roof, does a pose, well, and then leaps. Well, like, this match is... This match in is, midair, he's in doing the... I can't hear you. <laughs> this is how he jumps? Like, he actually jumps with this pose. That's a bad hombre, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Super Crazy fucks up the triple jump moonsault and the crowd starts eating him alive for it. So his response is, oh, I'm just going to fuck Sal. It's <laughs> a great pivot. It really is. You're going to chirp me? That's no, a no. pivot. Um, Guido hits the Cena fuckbuster that, lead, uh, that leads to Big Sal interfering on the outside. This power slam on the concrete, I thought he was going to liquefy him. Like, I seriously, I thought, as soon as... Turn him into soup? Yeah, just done. Like Rambo, John Rambo... So he's soup or crazy? Yeah. Nailed it. Guido then locks in the Sicilian crab, but it's too close to the ropes. I thought it was an... I like the counter, though, by Guido, how we got... Is it... Yeah, the counter that he does after Super Crazy leaps the top rope. He the does arm that. bar. Yeah. That's a spot of the match yeah. for me. It's a great move. Yeah. Um, I thought of Amanda, because Super Crazy's legs started moving. Oh! Yeah. yeah. Why did his legs... I have, can't look at it and I'm like, it's like a, anymore. Right. Um, the, Big Sal hits a Famouser. <laughs> I know. Or I called it a fat assimer or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> how does... This is a. I know logic doesn't belong in wrestling, but how does Big Sal sneak into the ring? Why does he need to <laughs> sneak into the ring, Jason? That's what we need to ask ourselves. Like, does anyone really gonna like? Excuse I, me. <laughs> Be right with you. <laughs> this is one of those. Surely the ref could just like feel his presence. Yeah, that's what I'm talking He's about. He's not gonna tiptoe around. Like, hey, Wouldn't it be here, great? Wouldn't you guys love it if Big Sal did an edge entrance where he does the run and slides <laughs> and starts humping the mat? <laughs> it would be great if he just misses it and like starts just deteriorating the ring as it goes. That would be great. On just this start, day, just starts vomiting. <laughs> oh God! <sighs> you think you know me, don't you? Guido? Oh, I can't believe he locks in a Kimura. Like, and it's so yeah. funny watching him do it because well, the arm looks really bent back yeah. too. Oh yeah. Because it's, I, we think of Lesnar like just snapping Shawn Michaels' arm and Triple H. He's like, no, wait, don't. I can't, I can't get in the ring, but don't do it. Please don't do it. No, I got He's only got one eye that works, man. All right, but, uh. <laughs> He's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit. Guido hits a kamikaze for a two count, which is the, the that's the. That's the tamikaze. Right, or the tamikaze. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I mean, it is the kamikaze. It, but that's yeah. that's I'm blanking. For is it the impaler? It's the impaler. Or is that's it the, the kill switch? Yeah. Kill switch was one of them too, right? Engaged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a band? No, well, yeah, but that was like the call. Like uh, Michael Cole would say, "Kill switch, engage, Michael." <laughs> oh come on! What? JBL really did that? Yeah, they would do that sometimes, and it's just 
it's two two on the head. So what wow. do you what do you guys call the, this this power bomb that that Super Crazy does to get the win here? The finish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, I don't, it's a straight jacket power bomb. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's what I've been calling nice. it. Because okay. mm-hmm. he gives him a look afterwards, like, we done here? I don't like, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, Super Crazy reminds me of a dude in From Dust Till Dawn. Like, I swear to God, he's some guy in that Sex bar. machine? You know what I mean? Like, he's one of the guys duking out the vampires. Every time they do a close-up... <laughs> <laughs> Punching vampires. Uh, is it his little... Soul patch strap. I guess the lead singer of the band. Oh, I got yeah, that, Well, like you know when they do this randomly in the match, he'll go up and like do a close up, and he says something Fuck in Spanish. You, everyone, good yeah. night. <laughs> he just looks like he's like one of those guys that's just hanging out in there. It's like he's one of the guys rolling up on Clooney when Clooney is like not having Danny Trejo at all. He's like, do you got any food heroes? I already had a wife. I already had a wife. I already had a wife. George Clooney's going to have a this kid. Size, this certified CDFO. Oh. That's a good Tarby Cottel badass speech. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that, that is a great movie. It's a fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Super Crazy picks up the win here. Um, my comments on just real quick. I, Guido brings it two pay-per-views in a row, and he meshes very well with Super Crazy. Um, I, I think Super Crazy probably had the better match with Tajiri, no doubt about it. But I don't think it takes I, – I love where little Guido's at. His work is really – I, I think it's improved a lot since – once again, we've said it before. Since they, they reformed the FBI and they dumped, you know, Liu Kang and fucking Tommy Rich. <laughs> they got rid of both of them. Like, it's been pretty good. You know what I mean? So I yep. gave this I gave this six stars. Jason, comments and star rating. Uh, I gave it uh, – well, my comments is I thought it was great how Joey went to build up little Guido, talking about his training and what his focus is. Real different shade of, of commentary coming at him than in, in the past. Um, and then Guido did a hell of a job selling that finish. Like, we were talking about, like, I was like, Jesus, he is dead. You know, if it wasn't, he was it was amazing. His own dick. <laughs> but the, the match, the, the thing is so far with this consistent with Guido matches is they take forever to get started because he's pulling the, the cowardly heel shtick a little too long at the beginning mm-hmm. for me. Um, but, and then, like I said, the, the, spot in the crowd i felt it took away because of the stop in the momentum but if it wasn't for those two i'd give this a lot higher i gave this a seven nice nice martin how about you yeah i went with a seven as well this this was fun as hell and it's fun to see guido morph from comedy acting to actual serious contender if if wcw if ecw had a cruiserweight belt like he could be the guy these matches, these undercards have been so good with him, Crazy, and Tajiri. It's, I mean, I love them. I have a great chemistry. I can't wait for next the next card because they're finally going to throw them all together on pay-per-view, which is great. Charlie, what'd you give this? I what do you this, think? It's a seven. Okay. It's, it's fun. Why you guys got to make me out to be the dick here? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> God dang. It, it's just fun. Uh, it's the spot outside. Yeah, like, like what Martin said, well, we got to do this. But everything else other than that is great. Like, even Super Crazy fucking up, like, was terrible. But the way he saved it was incredible. Yeah, it was really good. So, and like you said, the power slam. Like, I like seeing Sal get a little bit more involved. A famous <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> like, that's bad. But it's it's a really solid match. I, I gotta say, like, we've gone through three matches. And they are, like, pretty it's good. a good start to a show. It really mm-hmm. is. So, I, I just am really impressed by it. Um, how they build this up. So now we go to a video package for 
Spike Dudley is once again going after the Dudleys. Oh. Bubba attacked Balls in Columbia at the township. I know that was, that's got to be the township. I think it's where it was at. This is billed as a one last chance for Spike. I, they, they do. Well, this. yeah, because the Dudleys are leaving. Well, <laughs> of course. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So it's going to be Spike Dudley and Balls Mahoney versus the Dudleys for the ECW Tag Team Championship. Okay, so here's let's weave this tale uh, how we got here. May 29th. Hardcore chair-swinging freaks hype their upcoming match for the Dudleys. If they don't win the belts tonight, they will fight each other at the next TV tapings. This is in parentheses here. I can't find anything saying why Axel wasn't at Hardcore Heaven. The Dudley boys defend the tag team uh, championship against the uh, said hardcore chair-swinging freaks. The finish came when Balls was powerbombed through a flaming table covered in in thumbtacks. Ouch. I never thought of that. (laughs) <laughs> oh. Not with the toys. <laughs> you can get one big thumbtack. And <laughs> uh. <laughs> June 12th, the Dudleys attack Balls Mahoney in the shower. They joke that Balls doesn't know what soap is. June 19th. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Vile. June 19th, security won't let Balls get to the Dudleys locker room, but they attack him from behind when he's distracted by Sign Guy. Later on in the show, Balls interferes in a TV championship match between RVD and Devon. After knocking the Dudleys out with chair shots, he puts on the uh, the KO'd ref's shirt to count the three when RVD hits the five-star. Balls lays out RVD with a chair after. Well, that wasn't nice. July 3rd, the Dudleys defend the tag titles against Balls and Spike in a, br- in a bloody brawl when Balls was powerbombed through a thumbtack-covered flaming table. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Spike performed a balcony dive onto the Dudleys. Here we go. Side note, this was the same venue as Anarchy Rules and the same one Super Crazy Moonsaults from. Oh, okay. So maybe he did... Does he do, I guess he does that spot again. Okay, all right. That, that, I was thinking about that spot from the last match in the crowd. Is it the same? It has to be. Yeah, okay. After the match, there seemed to be a, sma- a smackdown of old artificial crowd noise of ECW chants for a good minute or so like when they pipe in their shit. July 10th. RVD beat Balls to retain the TV championship. During the Dudley's attack, uh, during the match, the Dudley's attack Balls, but Balls fights them off. He sets up a table and wraps it in barbed wire, but the Dudley set it on fire and put Balls through another flaming table. Sans thumbtacks? This time with barbed wire. Oh, no. This could have been grass to razor wire by the time it's all said and done. RVD had been selling a Balls chair shot during all of this. Van Dam fights off the Dudleys with Van Daminators before pin- pinning balls with the five-star to retain the TV title. And finally, on July 17th, ending of the now-named Vito the Skull Lagrasso beating the Spanish Angel. The Dudleys 3D Vito after the match. The Dudleys attack a fan. They don't know the fan on cam- the- They don't know the fan is on camera, so it must have been a plant. Spike appears out of nowhere jumping off the balcony. He then eats a 3D in the ring. Balls makes the save. A match is finally announced for Heat Wave. We got a pay per view coming up. <laughs> we really should do something about this, we man. This. Um, ECW tag titles. It's going to be the Dudleys versus Balls and a partner of his choice. Big surprise who it is. <laughs> so now at Heat Wave here, after all that, Bubba cuts a little pro. Uh, this is okay. Before we get started, this is. We have to note, this is the infamous promo session. What the hell did I just order? Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait. I had never seen anything like this before. This is, I'd only first heard about this on the Rise and Fall of ECW paper, or or, uh, DVD. They talk about where they basically just 
inside a near riot. My God. <laughs> I'm, it's nuclear. I mean, yes. it's... <laughs> yep. Bubba is cutting the promo on his way to the ring. Like, he's not even waiting till he's really on the mic. Um, Devon starts us off by telling us to sit down and shut the fuck up. Bubba says the city is the city is a piece of shit and singles out a quote-unquote faggot in a Hawaiian shirt and another quote-unquote mom, ma, mom who taught her daughter how to suck dick and also some ugly skanks who are going to take nine inches of black dick up her ass. Which Cyrus says... Oh, why are you laughing, Joey Styles? <laughs> this is a party I'd like to go to. Yeah, a, yeah, but after the faggot line, he says, Why are you laughing, Joey Styles? And he's like, I'm not laughing! I'm not <laughs> <laughs> like he's trying to get him in trouble. Bubba then finds another guy he wants to really talk to and says, Come on, you fat, bald motherfucker. He then eggs on the guy to fight him, then tosses water in his face, calls another lady a whore who spits on him. Ah, uh, she looked like she deserved it. So let's just take. She spits on him. Yeah, and he spits right back. But, yeah, he spits right back. Yes, yeah. she looks like Susan Sarandon. He's just like, <laughs> just I hate the client. I, I want to, Jason and Martin. What did you guys like when you saw this? What did you think? Like, do you think it, it? Does this show that they're on the way out, or is this show? Yes. <laughs> or what? If Jason, I yeah. if I didn't know better, I would have sworn that this was their last night in the promotion. Last night in the business. This this is Austin Aries' last night in TNA, kind of, but, but turned up to, like, a million. <laughs> um, Jason, what did you think of this, bud? Well, was, like Martin said, I w- it, it's like the, okay, we know we're getting ready to go somewhere where we can't even do half of what we do, so let's do five times what we do. Um, I mean, it's just incredible. I mean, like, I am so shocked that those people didn't, storm them and start stabbing them. Um, I mean, like, the the lady that spit on Bubba, and then he just spits right back, like, they show her a little bit, like, it's not even that much later, and she's laughing. I mean, it's just like, so they riled these people up to the point where they just took it and then loved it. That's the thing, like, that's what your reaction needs to be. Like, if you ever have, because, like, you know that they're only going to go so far. Like, no one's really going to. They're not going to swing. And they pretty much know that you're not stupid enough to do that because you're going to get your ass. Well, so I was like, just laugh at him. Just laugh at him because that totally well, takes the sting out of him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, genuinely laughing. We're like, this is incredible. Uh, it's really interesting to watch what's going on around the ring while the Dudleys are in the ring because basically the entire security team of ECW, everyone that we always see in the crowd like trying to move people around, are guarding the ring. You know, it's like they're prepared for a jump of the guardrail, which I can't believe it didn't happen. I know. I really can't either. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, it, if you're going to go out, way to, what a, what a way to get heat there. This so, is my introduction to the Dudleys. Yeah, so, did you, like, were, like, besides just like, I can't believe they did this, were you like, did you, what were you expecting after they dropped this then? I was hoping my mom wasn't watching it, like, from like, like listening <laughs> in another room because, like to hear "fuck" be said or "faggot" or any of those words in a wrestle on a wrestling show yeah. was completely foreign. You know, it's, I mean, this is like knee deep in the Attitude Era, oh, yeah. but they didn't go this far, like, no. ter- at least yeah. in terms of language. Yeah. So, you know, ECW was different. <laughs> it's and then Gertner goes and steals our gimmick by dropping five movie references in a two minute promo. Inspector Gadget and the General's daughter. <laughs> the General's daughter. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So the team of ACDC comes out, 
to, uh, <laughs> to face off against the champions here. Um, Balls does in typical ECW fashion. Let's change the match. Balls count anywhere, bitch. Um, which I like how Cyrus asks, can he do that? <laughs> <laughs> Spike gets just launched onto the ramp early. Balls eats a Dudley uh, a, a Dudley Street sign, and then the cheese grater comes in, which I would... There aren't many moments that are really cringeworthy in wrestling more than the cheese grater because it's like you can just feel the flesh is being ripped. I like away. when they use it as just an offensive weapon. <clears throat> yeah, they just <laughs> hit him in the head with it. Right. Instead, oh my god, and the crowd like is also a little bit repulsed, which is great. Like it's 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 good in a way, but um, Spike goes off one of the top top one. The exit ways with a splash into the unknown. Because we don't see where he went for a while. <laughs> he could have gone to Outworld and face off against Shang Tsung, for all we know. <laughs> that would have been great. He just lands on top of him. Fatality. Um, I love the idea of Spike just not knowing where he is, and all of a sudden just hearing from behind him, your soul is mine. <laughs> turns around and waves. <laughs> he gives him the acid drop off of, off of Goro. <laughs> No stop signs. <laughs> All right. So the Dudley score with this, uh, they do, they both score with power bombs themselves from the top row. They can never time this. Right? No, they never do. Even the Undertaker and Kane can't do well, it. Well, the problem is when signs. one of them is Balls Mahoney. Like it's like exactly. You doing all right over there, Devon? <laughs> we get a Nutcracker. Man, how come I always draw this guy? Well, you know. <laughs> We get a nutcracker sweet and acid drop double pin that's broken up by the sign guy by sign guy and Gertner. They get waffled for their troubles. Uh, the 3D is reversed into a double roll up for the win by Spike and Balls. And, and I guess can I pose a question? Yeah, when there is a double cover and the ref counts with both hands, what if one guy kicks out and the other guy gets pinned? Yeah, how does that work and, with uh, the left yeah. brain and the right brain? It's also He's not in a position to see everyone's shoulders either. That too. Because they're kind of 69. It's just... It's Whoa. just... <laughs> it's not Where's, Where it's is Bill Alfonso's whistle so we can bring Nicole back? It's not sexual. It's sensual. <laughs> <laughs> but I hate the double pin. Yeah. I So, the uh, Spike and Balls, Balls Mahoney pick up the wins. Let's just... We'll do... We'll go to reactions in a minute. Just afterwards, Dudley's get their heat back immediately by 3D'ing both guys and setting up the flaming tables. Uh, not oh, sure what man. happened uh, with with the Balls Mahoney one. You couldn't lift them. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I got that. I just didn't know if it was like... I wish there was like a classic picture of the sadness on Bubba's face while he looks at that table. Is it just... Uh, but that doesn't stop uh, Spike from getting taken out. <laughs> no problem. Which then opens up the way for our buddy to return to the podcast. New Jack um, comes out way late. Like, this is the latest he's ever come out for a match. (laughs) (laughs) He comes out with just his cart full of shit and does whatever. But, all right. It's like if the Fisher King was a wrestler. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just homeless. (laughs) Wow. So, the first thing I want to toss around to you guys is... We knew since we looked up and like, okay, the Dudleys are on their way out, so they're probably going to be doing the favors in this match. Sort of. Dude, what do you, like, a roll-up out of, like, a break, they, they counter the 3D into a roll-up to get pinned. And they both get jobbed. <laughs> All right, I'll start, since we're faced, what do you think, what did you think of that, like, as a way to end it for them? Well, 
that coupled with the fact that they attack them within 10 seconds after the bell rings, it's just, it's just weird. It's not that I don't like it or like it. It's, I I don't really understand why they had to go out quite like that. Like why the flaming, I guess, I I guess if you do a flaming table spot during the match, then that there's no way you can do anything after that's going to justify continuing the match. So I, I don't know. I don't like that. They both get pinned. I don't like, well, they look like idiots. They also did too many double pin spots. They did like three of them. Right. Which is like, if you're going to do it, save it for the the very end. For mm-hmm. the finish. Not for the false finishes leading up to it. Because it, it, it kind of becomes anticlimactic by the end of it. But to pose the same question to Jason, did you like the way the Dudleys go out in this? Yes and no. I mean, they they, they still do the, the job. And hand the belts over. They still get to go out looking strong, but it just, I mean, in a way it is typical ECW stuff because you'll see these matches that are just full of hard hitting stuff and just crazy things that should be the end. And then they end with like a chin lock pin, you know, so it wasn't too surprising. It felt really anticlimactic. And I think the crowd was kind of shocked by it too, not in a good way. Um, I mean, it was, just was what it was. Yeah. Martin, how about you? Did you like the yeah. way that, uh, that they went out? Not especially. Um, I mean, we, hindsight's twenty twenty, and we know the Dudleys never go back to ECW. Right. Cause this is like setting up like a, te- like if this was the territories, <laughs> like they'd be gone to like Memphis for you know, six months and come back. Right. Um, it does absolutely nothing for Balls Mahoney and Spike Dudley. Especially Balls nearly gets killed when Bubba can't, uh, can't powerbomb him. Yeah, he, oh man. Yeah. Because yeah, we forgot to mention that. He drops him on his neck. Yeah. And you can tell yeah. he's hurt. Yeah, and it looks it's, bad. It's New Jack's it Yeah, New Jack looks the, be- looks the best out of everybody. Oh, we didn't mention the vacuum cleaner. Like, that's an, he, he, he bought one from Steve Austin, brought it to the show, <laughs> and then used it. Good sales. <laughs> God dang. Hey, I know yeah. you ain't got a house, but you can buy a vacuum cleaner. Come on. <laughs> it runs on batteries. Austin would have earned his commission selling a, selling to New Jack. Oh, need a cake pan? Of course you do. Here you go. Need a child's lawnmower? Of course you do. So, so I, I guess this kind of feeds into my... I, I can only give this three stars. Out of, really? out of three out of ten. And the reason being is I feel like we've been to this show a billion times. We have seen this Dudley's match so often and we've seen them lose. Like that's the thing that's really also kind of discouraging like about the ending of this is like we've seen them lose like this before. And so that's why it's like I don't I I know there's also this weird like kind of a it's it's sort of the I guess in the makeup of wrestling where when a guy is about to leave they usually bury the finish with the guy like Macho Man against Ultimate Warrior, he kicks out of five elbows, or is it five or three? Oh no, five. it's like five. Yeah, he kicks out of like he kicks out. It could after be the more. fifth one. Yeah, he kicks out after the like after Macho does the fifth one because and it, and it makes sense. Macho is about to go out with a quote unquote career ending match for a while, so you bury the finish with the guy because previous to that, like Hogan, I think is the only guy, of course, who kicked out of Macho Man's elbow. I think, I think. So I, to that degree, I kind of get them doing the reversal and everything. I kind of get it. But I just feel like with Sp- 
it's always been Spike and some dude against the Dudleys. Mm-hmm. And it ends usually this way. And because the Spike has come out ahead on some of these, it doesn't feel any different. This feeds into what you said, Martin. What does it do for them? What does it do for Spike? I don't think it does much of anything. We'll see how long this rain lasts. Uh, spoiler alert, not long. Um, so, Charlie, what's your rating? Let's change the order. What, do you, what was your rating for this? I give this a seven. Good for you. Because this, <laughs> this is the same thing, but it's the best one. Okay. If you couple the promo okay. that comes before. Okay. Okay. And because it's a whole, it's a whole show. I got you. Yeah. And you. the match itself is fine. The, the finish is whatever. But it's, I, I, it's good. Like, you're right, though. I don't. Rem- I did not even remember Balls and Spike winning this match. That's how un. That's how forgettable this title reign of theirs is. Like, yeah. It's pointless. Yeah. So the Dudleys getting their heat back. The Flaming Table spot to me. This one is iconic because yeah. this for me because this is the first time I ever saw that. But you know what happened to Balls and they try to relight the table. It looks like shit. If you take away the promo, like, and you don't have to write the, this down for yourself, but I mean, like, if you took away the promo. You feel bad for rating it so low, don't you? No, 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 I don't. No, no, because no, the match, I, the match is it, it, it is what it is. But I think the, if I add the promo in there, it would elevate it. But if you took the promo away, what, how far would it fall down at, at all? It probably wouldn't go that. Maybe a six. Okay. I, it would it would drop it, but it would lowest would be a five. But okay. I was thoroughly entertained gotcha. like, through the whole match. But you know, I do agree with you. It doesn't do anything for them, especially when you consider the fact that the Dudleys immediately get their heat back. Oh yeah, Dudleys should have just left. But you gotta have New Jack. And you gotta have that flaming table, right? So, and yeah, the one who looks the best is New Jack, <laughs> which I don't know if he ever got a title match in any promotion. So <laughs> I don't really understand he, the point. He may have stolen a couple titles from people's cars, but I mean, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> no, because New Jack's one of those guys. Like, you never knew, like, like how much was he ripped off the wrong movie. It should have been Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> Fisher King City. <laughs> uh, Jason, what did you rate? What did you rate the match, man? What did you think? Um, well, the like it, it's hard to separate them, but I think you should. Uh, but like the cheese grater spot, I I hated it, but then I love something that happened because I'm like you. Like when I see it, it's like I don't want to see it because it's if you've ever used a cheese grater and just accidentally nicked your finger or something, just knowing that feeling across someone's forehead, yeah. Just makes you cringe. And I like that uh, Cyrus is, you know, Balls gets a hold of it and Cyrus is like, you bet he knows how to use that thing. And then he proceeds to use it the wrong way. Good <laughs> call. <laughs> as a battering ram. You know, it's like, it's a cheese grater. It's not going to hurt. Um, but the, the just multiple false double pin finishes kind of took it because it's like we've seen, the, we've seen those matches end before just like that. Um, for this, and then Balls and Spike win with a roll-up. Here come the Dudleys. We're taking their stuff back. And it is, it's like you said, it's more of the same. And I was literally, you know, if you didn't know the Dudleys were leaving, what would happen is the very next week on Hardcore TV, Balls and Spike would lose it to a real tag team who would have it for two months, and the Dudleys would take it back. Um, just kind of to repeat the, the constant cycle this is in. I give this a four. Okay. Martin, how about you, bud? Um, Taken as a whole, from opening promo to sadly New Jack, um, <laughs> it's very enjoyable. It's just a bit weird in hindsight. So I've gone for five. Okay. So, again, the the negatives 
take away from the positives, but it it kind of le- it's still fun to watch. Now I would say this: it, if I was at this show, if I was in the crowd, I think I, I would probably I know my rating would go up because that would change everything being there in that crowd after, especially after that promo. See, that's why they should have got their asses kicked. Yeah, like so something to make the fans happy. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so quick note here. So this is also from Colin. The Dudley, Dudley Boys made their WWF debut on September 2nd. Uh, it was a SmackDown that was actually taped on August 31st. They attacked Edge, Christian, and the Acolytes at the end of a tag team turmoil match. Something amusing I found in the results from a house show on August 19th. The ECW World Champion Taz defeated Devon Dudley via submission with a Taz mission. After the bout, Taz cut a promo on the Dudleys saying they were leaving for WWF because they couldn't handle ECW. Oh Taz, signed, Taz signed his WWF contract a few weeks later. Their last ECW appearance was taped on August 26th, but aired on September 3rd. Their WWF debut aired the night before on September 2nd. So they're going to be on TV. This is the last pay-per-view we're going to give the Dudleys. They are going to be, and I think in Anarchy Rules, we're still going to be mentioning them a little bit, but this is it. This is the last pay-per-view that we will see. So they will be exiting the podcast. So just oh. overall here, just to... to since it is their last appearances, to talk about their career overall in ECW, it's it has been from from the first match we saw, which I think was like they got buried by the the Eliminators, the eliminators. Right? Mm-hmm. which was re- a great match. Which should that it's almost like you, they almost just sw- swap the matches. Like that's the yeah. that's the way this match should have gone. Total elimination. But <laughs> how would you start, Charlie? Starting with you here, what did you think like of the Dudleys' career in ECW? And I guess in the context of our season. There's a lot of wrestlers uh, that go to WWE or WCW that go on to have either worse careers or better careers. I think that I think the Dudley's actually peaked in the WWE. Uh, I like their ECW stuff; it's really good. Uh, however, there's too much of them. It's too much of the same thing. And just just thinking about it, like you said, their final show is what August 26th. They almost made it to Anarchy Rules. I don't think that would have been a good thing. Honestly, with that team, unless they had Bubba beat Taz at Hardcore Heaven for the world title, there's nothing else you can do with the Dudleys. No. At least not the way they book them. Right. So them leaving is a good thing. And, no, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, if you eliminate the first few months of their WWE run, which is terrible, yeah. you know, when Bubba was doing his, you know, stuttering shit with then if you eliminate that and look at what they do after, thank God they left. And it gives it gives other tag teams in ECW an opportunity to do other things, like Nova and Chetty and Danny Doring and Roadkill. So, yeah, especially when I think about when I ran through ECW the first time while it was happening, I didn't get to see the Dudleys that much. Now I've seen way too much of them you know, going yeah. through it. Oh, yeah. So... I think they had a fine career in ECW. I think they're the tag team when I think of tag teams in ECW. But it is quite boring and predictable what happens to them throughout the run. So, yeah, I'm glad they left. Uh, Jason, do you uh, what, what did you think of the Dudleys just kind of summing up their ECW run? And do you think this also, uh, I guess just kind of looking at it overall, like, do you think this is where the end is really starting to begin with ECW in terms of uh, – they're great stars. Yeah, as far as to, to answer your your question there, I don't think it was coincidence that 
the WWF started aggressively going for ECW's top guys right when ECW signs a national TV deal um, at all. You know, it's like, because earlier in the pay-per-view, Joey's like, and here's our first taping on August 14th for TNN. I was like, oh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, this is the Dudley's last one. And then the next one is Taz's last one. I start thinking, oh, shit, this is where Vince is like, no. Now you're you're on TV. You're on national TV. You are a threat. Time to pull every, uh, the legs out from under you, so to speak. As far as the Dudleys overall, I mean, it's like Charlie. You know, he he said it's I I've seen pretty much everything I'd want to see from the Dudleys, except I would. I know they each had their own thing going. I would have rather seen the Dudleys go out losing to the Impact players mm-hmm. because there they're they're your new big heels. They're the comp. You know, they're the new triple threat. And, and things like that. It would have been great to see that uh, because that's something you didn't get to see. I, I don't. I don't think we ever saw Just Incredible and Lance Storm go against the Dudleys and the team at all. Um, but then that's it because you know Doring and Roadkill and, and Nova and Chetty. I, I don't see those as you know those guys going up against the Dudleys. I think this this is a waste. This is just a squash um, kind of thing. This is just literally a setup for new Jack to come out for some ungodly reason and beat everybody to death. I kind of thing. I think to build on your, I think you, if you're going to book the, remember how going into the end of the, or throughout the Dudley's run, they'd always talk about who they beat, who they broke up, who they destroyed. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have been cool if you found a way to get as many of those guys back, like beat the shit. Yeah. Out of them. And the, Bobby Heenan them out the building. Exactly. Yeah. Like that would have been so <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. Because that's really good. Because like, I mean, granted, I mean, what, what was Perry Saturn doing? I don't know. Wearing it is this when he was wearing a dress yet? Because of Jericho? Um, or, no, we, we don't have Jericho yet. Uh, we might have Moppy. Moppy? No, this is Moppy. only '99. We're '99. Yeah. Saturn's still in WCW. He, he wasn't wearing a dress. He was just like a guy. He wasn't part of Raven's flock oh, or anything like that. They're shooting. Are showers. they about to start? They're about to start. Remember, this is getting back to season one. They're about to start the revolution, right? Like him. It's so, getting up up to that time, yeah. I got you. All yeah, because right. Shane Douglas just got there. Right. Yeah, oh, God, I meant... Oh, uh, oh damn it. <laughs> New World Rise. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, same thing to you, man. What? How do you sum up the Dudleys in this run? Um, This is my favorite version of the Dudleys, because I'd only ever seen their WWE and TNA runs. Um, and, God, the TNA run is something terrible. Um, so this became my favourite version but yeah it's this seems like the perfect time for them to leave regardless of shenanigans or power plays by Vince they've kind of done it all so whether ECW had a TV deal or not the time felt right for them to go however them going by murdering your new champions and then getting murdered by the guy we all hate (laughs) <laughs> is perhaps a little bit sour of a sour taste. Yeah. Well, it's this departure is one. The one that we're going to be talking about next show is probably the, they hand in terms of handling it couldn't have handled it better. Oh, 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 oh! I'm talking about WWE, ECW. Yeah. Oh. So now Thomas Dreamer comes out with his button down and shorts. All right. Um, <laughs> All right, I gotta prepare myself. Thomas thinks we ought to get naked after the pay per view. He has a special announcement. 
He then brings up King of the Ring and Bash at the Beach and asks the crowd to show their love for Heat Wave as the new standard for pay-per-views. Well, he flat out buries oh. Bash at the Beach. Yeah. Like, yeah. What was that show? Like, was that Hogan they, versus... Uh, not? Yep. The, the, uh, the main event of that, I think, was Savage and Sid versus Kevin Nash and someone. Oh. And the world title belt is on the line in the tag match because Savage... Wins like it that show. night, and then the following night on Nitro, Savage loses to Hogan again. It's the same again. They've done that twice. That does sound bad. Yeah, that sounds brutal. Well, well I, I Tommy like that Tommy immediately goes and says, "Don't boo the wrestlers." Yes, that. Yeah, yeah. And he also like, and then so he he brings up the. T- I, I figured he would be the guy to talk about TNN. In terms, like somebody on the mic who's going to bring up TNN. Well, he's the Bret Hart of ECW. Exactly. He, he, he seems like the right guy. And then, like, I love how he calls out the crowd for booing Canada. Like, it's, yes. <laughs> it's so, that's pretty rich, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> but then Thomas gets a little choked up, and sounds like he's about to. Enough- when his voice breaks, I, I was listening through headphones. Some guy just screams, "You suck." <laughs> He can't act at all. He's, he just starts doing the mean gene, my, my kidney. Kind of thing. <laughs> oh, God. Roman. Well, go ahead. My, my wife gave me her kidney. Yeah. Like, just, and then thank God, thank God here's Steve Carino to immediately liven this shit up. You know, this yeah. really is the beginning of the end because Tommy, he, like, he has such fervor when he brings up TNN. And everyone, like, claps and applauds. I always thought that was the death nail, like, looking back on it. Yeah. Because the TNN deal was was awful for them. It really was. The highest rating they ever got, I remember, was a 1.3. You know, and this is back in the days of 6.6 for for Raw. Friday night, you're not, like... For one hour. I, I, I'm just like, how are you... How do you expect to do anything on a Friday night on, in terms of television ratings? Like, what do you think? I'm sure Roller Jam was not killing. That's right. It was ECW on TNN and Roller Jam. And Roller Jam took a professional wrestling oh, yeah. stance totally. on the way they did their show. Yes. Sir. So, um, he gets interrupted by Rhino, who wheels out Jack Victory, followed by Carino, who cuts on a great promo about Thomas's career and sacrifice, and it amounted to nothing because of hardcore wrestling. You notice what Cyrus said, like when Carino was talking him up? <laughs> Cyrus goes, well, he's putting him over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remember when, in, when WCW hit that point where they started using real insider terms on commentary, and we didn't like that? I, I don't like it I now. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like it here either. It, this was, yeah. it felt really forced. It's like more winking at the camera where you're getting ready to go on national TV. You think you'd do the opposite. You know, you think you'd want to help build more mystique, not right. like, oh, everybody that watches this is an insider. I don't mind Cyrus doing it. Uh, it's in the next show. Right. But well, it's in the next is, line. Uh, is this the, when Tommy says yeah. that this isn't a baby face promo? Well, he, he says, I'm not going to put you over. Oh, no, no, no. no. See, yeah, because in the next show he says, I'm not going to cut a baby face promo. I was like, yeah. don't do that. I, the other thing that's, that's so awesome about Carino is how he brings up the old Tommy Dreamer persona and how he yep. loved that. Oh, when he was in shape? 
<laughs> Does Tommy look twenty eight to you? He looks like my. He looks like a dad. He's younger than he us looks, now. He looks like You're a dad, dad on Saturday morning working in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he looks like. Oh, oh, is that, oh you got a Johnson rod there? Oh, like, we need a Johnson. <laughs> Nobody knows. Where's the cold bass? Where's the cold? whistle. Nicole Bass enters. <laughs> Everyone, erections leave. The audience going. <laughs> All right, so Dreamer uh, says he won't put Carino over. Wails on him, but Thomas no sell. Like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> Tommy, he, one thing that Carino does that I love, he goes, Tommy, like you can't wrestle anymore. You're done. Was it all worth it for these people? And Tommy just starts nodding his head. Are you nuts? We <laughs> know <laughs> with blind, we don't have a pension plan. Right. As silly, as funny as it is, it's also like, you know, it's, it's pretty sad. aggressive. It's, it's just true. like, you're, yeah. you're 28, man. You are fucked. Yeah. yeah it's a yeah. good point. He doesn't look 28 at all. He, he looks look like 48. Yeah. You know, um, but he he beat I just oh Karina wails oh. on him Thomas no sells what's I will even hook your leg out of respect that's a great line yeah uh, yeah oh I, I Steve Carino is just like he's so good in terms of talkers I've never heard anyone really mention his name as an all time great talker yeah uh, based on just these. These few shows that we've uh, caught him in now and going forward. Because we haven't really seen him wrestle yet. Oh, no. Which he can absolutely do. Yeah. These promos are amazing. So, dude's dude's awesome. It's not even his final form. No, not even final form Carino. Yeah, piggybacking off of the I'll even hook your leg to show you respect. So, after Francine delivers that awesome taker DDT. It's good. And she goes, she should have not hooked his leg. I mean, I'm just thinking, like, you know, just just oh, thinking yeah. long. But, and Francine looks, I mean, I'm like, we keep talking about how Tommy keeps getting bigger. Francine looks like someone photoshopped a Holocaust picture. Just put <laughs> fake boots on it. She's so damn skinny. I'm just, I'm so worried about this woman. That, yeah. in the video package, they show Francine, like, it's at, uh, oh, what's the name of that place? It's in Queens. Uh, she get like in the in, in you know the opening video package for every ECW show where she like gets on a turnbuckle and like her you know shows her boobs or whatever. That's the best she ever looked. Like she actually has some meat on her bones. Like yeah. in every show, she like you're right. She needs a sandwich. She's getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> well, she gets like, a little. Sh- at- Shane was the cook in that relationship. <laughs> I think he <laughs> ate for her. Got this coming. Target baby. It's gonna be big one day. <laughs> Um, so, as, as well as the Taker Tornado, or Taker DDT she delivers, she delivers a Bronco in motion with the help of Jim Molyneux, and, uh, is able to get a pinfall victory. I'd still take it. <laughs> it's so weird, like, she, she less, she, I don't understand for the sake of a he Bronco Buster. down? Yeah, why does she need to do, why does she need to leap off somebody's back to do a Bronco Buster? Like, it's not. I'm amazed she nailed the move. Oh my god. That would send me right over the top rope. <laughs> I'm Bronco Buster the post. Like, oh. <laughs> <sighs> um, so uh she again she I love an ECW and people pick up random pinfall victories. Like just you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh oh anarchy rules. Oh, we'll yeah, we'll yeah, get oh, to it. It's awesome. That's like a twelve match card <laughs> because of that. Kajiri then appears and kicks the hell out of Thomas. Then Francine, after she slaps him, <laughs> would be great if it was 
<laughs> Wouldn't be great if it was Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> Did you hear? Can a, can a tiny George Carlin be his manager? Is that Mr. Topham Hat? <laughs> It'd just be so awesome. I need now a, a bootleg of the Thomas the Tank Engine theme and Man in the Box. Yeah. Well, if Tommy... Instead of that, can we do a Thomas the Tank Engine song with the Desire video? Oh, oh God. God, no! No! He green missed Thomas. If Tommy had gone to WWE like in 95, they probably would have given him a gimmick like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is a train conductor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> What the hell's he doing here? With the hat and just the suspenders. He looked like he looked like Tommy Dreamer old, just with the hat on. Yep. Choo choo. Topham hat. His finishing move is the all aboard. <laughs> Stupid like that. The all aboard. Everyone has a function that's his God. So after um the stowage slam. Uh, after Francine uh, gets kicked for good measure by Tajiri. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. I know. She doesn't eat anything and she gets kicked by Tajiri. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want something from catering? No. <laughs> catering? Oh, he got heroin. Oh, <laughs> um, Thomas gets a, gets tarantula until uh, Taz's music hits. And which, we got a match. Which abruptly starts our world title match, but we do have a little bit of build to get there, so let's just briefly talk about it. Um, this is a, as Colin tells us, this is a continuation of the Taz and Carino storyline from pre-Hardcore Heaven. June 5th, a Cyrus interview with Steve Carino. Cyrus tells Carino he is talent relations, and he was smart to jump off of the Candido bandwagon. They talk about Taz, and Cyrus tells Carino he should be Taz's protege. Carino talks about how he wants to stretch Taz, learn new suplexes, etc. After Carino walks off, Cyrus calls him a stupid son of a bum. <laughs> I, I want to think that this is actually Microsoft Word correcting this, but this says son of a botch. <laughs> I kind of, that'd be honest. But he calls him a son of a bitch. Taz, um, Taz uh, comes in in a Cadillac and makes... Really? <laughs> I'm serious. Taz shows a up Cadillac? in a Taz shows up in a Cadillac, Cadillac. and Cadillac. makes <laughs> Yeah. Drive if you can afford me if I let you. Parallel park if I let you. <laughs> you gotta do the one the one hand wheel motion though, you gotta back it up. It's all geometry. And makes Cyrus and the cameraman get in the car. Taz wants Cyrus to watch his back when he is not about, as everyone is talking about, uh, talking about him behind his back. When Cyrus leaves, Taz calls him a stupid son of a bitch. Man, Cyrus is getting into... Uh, they're, they're really using him a lot on the on the TV side. Tajiri comes to the ring and attacks Guido with uh, kicks to the head after a match with Nova. Tajiri also gives Sal a kicking. That's funny. Tajiri has some... Nastier, familiar-looking facial expressions. So, as we said, final form Tajiri taking place. Backstage, Cyrus tells Karina that Taz isn't here and to go to the ring, and uh, go to the ring and beat and beat Taz for the night. They are playing up Cyrus as a shitster and manipulating Karina. So that's kind of interesting. They're using Cyrus in that way. Steve Carino versus Tom Marquez ended in a no contest. Um, House of Hardcore is Tom Marquez, right? He is wearing yes. a Taz FTW shirt, by the way. He, uh, Hit a T-bone suplex and pose in the ring like Taz. Backstage, Cyrus tells Taz what Carino has done, causing Taz to come to the ring. 
Marquez just leaves. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be his MO. Carino comes to the ring with the same dubbed music they used for Taz, but I don't know if he used Taz's actual theme or not. As he had a towel on his head, I am guessing he did. Carino cowers in the shower until calling out Chris Candido. Candido minus Sonny challenges Taz to a title match right then and there. Taz beat Candido with a Taz mission and another short match to defend the world championship. I hate to laugh, but I just knew that was coming before I even I didn't know. I was like, Candido ain't winning. <laughs> June 19th. Taz interrupts a Steve Carino in-ring promo after Carino runs down Taz. After asking the fans if they want to see a world title match, Carino asks the music man to play his man's music. No music plays, and no one shows up. I'm going... <laughs> I'm sorry. It says next, I'm going to pee myself. <laughs> Taz... Taz attacks Carino until Spike Dudley comes out for his scheduled world championship match. A crying Carino is interviewed by Prezak, mumbling something about his face being broken before leaving. I'm sorry, this is hilarious to read. I, I'm, I know you guys aren't laughing with me here, but this is hysterical to read. What the fuck are they doing on television? Okay, <laughs> TNA looked at it and went, oh, we gotta put them on. Okay, just yep. a, a couple more. We'll turn into Spike TV in 18 months. Fuck this. Oh, God. There is more. June 26th, Skull Von Crush versus the Spanish <laughs> Angel. <laughs> Does <laughs> this have to do with anything? <laughs> Ends with Taz destroying oh. both men. There it is. Jack Victory was managing Angel in a wheelchair, but got out of the chair and kicked a downed Angel at ringside and ripped up his manager's contract. <laughs> Carino interrupts Taz's promo by quoting, Beat me if you can, survive if I let you. He reveals his Taz killer, who is Rhino. He has been with the company since February, but this is his TV debut. Good choice. Taz beats Rhino with a Taz mission within two to three minutes. Damn it! Wait a minute. Rhino taps out or passes out? Does not say. Does Uh, not say. I don't want to think of Rhino tapping out. The match starts with Taz no-selling a Rhino powerbomb. After that, Rhino gets no offense. Taz is announced as still world champion, so I guess it was a title match. Jack Victory is still selling the legit broken leg from November to Remember 98. Little Guido beat Tajiri via submission with a Sicilian Crab. Tajiri continues to morph. He comes to the ring with his familiar facial hair, but still in young boy attire. He is developing his expressions and gestures. He is still he is coming out of his shell. Styles plays up how Guido bringing out Tajiri's aggressive side. Okay? July 10th. Taz's promo on Carino. Taz asks Carino to bring him someone to challenge at free at Heatwave. He suggests Carino get Bam Bam or Douglas to face him. Obviously a dig at them no longer being with the company. July 17th, Tajiri beat Guido and Super Crazy in a three-way dance. That's what we talked about earlier. Guido eliminated Super Crazy via Sicilian Crab after Sal put Crazy through a ringside table. Tajiri beat Guido with the Brain Buster. Finally, Tajiri has morphed into his final form and has shown up for the next match in his now familiar black, shiny, baggy trousers. I don't know if he debuted the look at Hostile City Showdown 99 at the ECW Arena, but I know he had a match and he was on home video versus Taz. Taz comes to the ring while Tajiri is still inside. He congratulates Tajiri on his match. This part's from the video package, so I don't think I'll go much further into that. But um, uh, here we go. Wow. 
That was fun. That, that was a roller coaster of a, Can you, a I mean, ride. I'm all the intrigue and manipulation. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. God, God dang, Jajiri. Um, <laughs> this is some general hospital level shit. Yeah, it's just weird that they're doing all this for Carino. It's yeah, because. He's so new to the company. Yeah, they're building up a match that's never going to happen. Yeah, that's what's so weird. Like it's like Hogan and DiBiase never really went one on one. Right. They never really did. Never really. No, and there was no reason for that. They were with the company for the same amount of time almost. So this match, this is a this is a weird match because like I was excited because you know oh good we have we have the Tajiri we know against Taz and we know Taz isn't going to be around much longer. I was pretty sure even without thinking about. What happens in the article? Yeah, I don't think he's going to put Tajiri over here. I don't think that's going to no. happen at all. This is weird for Tajiri to go from basically opening the pay per views from what we've seen, yep. all of a sudden being in a basically the main event. Basically the main, exactly. So, wow. So, um, Taz counters a tarantula into an Alabama slam. Oh, and it looks nasty. Yeah. Yep. Hits a Taz hits a nasty Taz plex, then bows to the crowd before flipping off Tajiri. Uh, Taz waffles victory with the wheelchair after dumping him out of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tajiri delivers kick after kick, but Taz catches him and Taz oh. flexes him through a table, leaning on the ropes. That's a, that's a hell of a spot. It is, yeah. Taz then slaps on the Taz mission on the outside, to which every worthless security guy comes out to break up. And then he, one gets tossed into the crowd, which is awesome. Just, nope. So Taz, I put question mark wins. I Did guess. He win? I, I mean, he's still the champion. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, this was this was very frustrating because I was hoping, yeah. hoping for what for, should have been the best match on the card. Yeah, um, I'll just go to I, I, I my rating. This is probably too high. I gave it four stars. Probably too high. Um, no, oh no, no, I gave it a six. Yeah. Real? Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So Martin, you gave it a six. Charlie, you gave it a what? I give it a. I give it a five. Jason, where do you put this? I put it at, at a five because it it had a great buildup. I wanted to see more from Tajiri. And the the choking out spot at the end was really confusing, I think, to the crowd, too. I don't even yeah, remember no, it. it now that I think it confused it. The, the fuck out of me because it's, you know, Joey Styles is screaming, stay wide, stay wide. Yeah, I guess the camera. So you do, oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But why, does, why is that his job? Of, I thought Taz had like a weapon or something. I thought that's he what did. He's got a he knife. He was pulling a, a cable, I think, and was choking him with a cable. And for some reason, they couldn't weren't supposed to show that or something. You know, on, more of the on a on a show flaming with flaming tables. tables. Exactly. Right. <laughs> it's more the ECW. Let's pretend the censors don't want us to show something. Yeah. So people don't know. So Jason, and it's also like it's what what was kind of a letdown is like here's eighty you know eighty security guards trying to pull Taz off. And then he just stops and walks away. It's like, you know, beat me if you can, survive if I let you. And he pulls a Yoda from family. Okay, I'll let you. And just walks away. (laughs) What? Just real boring. What what do you give this, Jason? I gave it a five. And you guys made me out to be the dick of the show, man. God damn. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. First, to me, me, it gets automatically three points because Tajiri's in a world championship match. (laughs) Yeah, that's like half of it right there. My favorite favorite part of the match is Taz, you mentioned it briefly, he asks Tajiri, basically, after Tajiri kicks him, Taz is like, kick me again. 
you know, basically to show how tough he is, you know. And Tajiri kicks the shit out of him. <laughs> and you can tell. He backs he, up like a good five feet. You can tell yeah. he's phased by it. And I'm like, man, kick that motherfucker again. You know, he just, like, his kicks are so stiff. And Taz just, I like, like, Taz will no-sell powerbomb like there's no tomorrow. You're going to sell these kicks. Like, it backs him up, and he, and he has to shake it off. That's the best part of the match for me. Would you say that Tajiri style is not very laissez-faire? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Jason, that stuff about the economics with Undertaker was so much fun. Yeah. It was great. Just thinking about him. Because the, the weird... Uh, we'll see, it, it's an anarchy rules, that weird eye roll that Tajiri does. And, oh, and he has an orgasm? Yeah, he's... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. So, um... Interesting, like, how this is not the main event. We have a bigger match to, to get to here. And I was going to say, this, this is Taz's um, world title run in a, in a microcosm, yeah. really. Yeah. No, it's, it's amazing how often he really wasn't... <laughs> or just Taz in general. It's very rare he closed out the show. And, and not even that. I. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about it on the next show, about his world title run. So... <sighs> Get ready, right, strap, strap in, guys, because this talk about the build, talk about a buildup. Here comes a this build is the up. real main event, though. Oh yeah, yep. the impact. We up oh, next. Man. It is the Impact players versus the unlikely tag team of Jerry Lynn and the ECW World Television Champion Rob Van Dam. How did we get here? Well, May twenty second, Styles tells us that every ECW wrestler was concerned for Jerry Lynn after his match with RVD, and the Athletic Commission feared he had a cracked skull. Due to that concern and not wanting to due to concern and not wanting to wait for an ambulance, Keel Landstorm drove Jerry Lynn to the emergency room after seeing blood coming out of Jerry's ear. This seems to be what a, a heel thing to do. That's, yeah, what a bastard. He does seem to say like this seems to be a legit thing that happened. And it's uh, I I can't remember if it's something that's ever been said, but anyway, June fifth uh, oh I'm sorry, quickly, there was a small bit of this mention on May 29th. Prior to the match with Chris Chetty, Landstorm tells Jerry Lynn he is welcome and owes him one, playing up that Storm was the one who took him to the hospital. June 5th, a just in- excuse you. June 5th, a just incredible in-ring promo um, on Sabu brings out a referee who says Sabu's ban is by the New York State Athletic Commission, but he is registered by the Michigan State Athletic Commission, and he will allow Sabu to face Just Incredible tonight. Sabu versus Just Incredible doesn't happen when the other referees come out to the ring and tell Fonzie and Sabu the match won't be happening and overrule the Michigan ref. Sabu puts a, a random ref through a table before having a pull-apart brawl with Credible. Sid enters the ring. Yes! To which, <laughs> to which the show ends. A strange end to Sid on ECW TV. Was that it? Yeah. Aww. June 12th. Aww. Lance cuts a promo via telephone from Calgary, oh, no. Alberta, Canada. You think he's boring in the ring. <laughs> you hear him on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds Jerry Lynn he owes him, tells Dreamer to enjoy his time off and that the Dudleys get too much TV time. Sounds like a podcast. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> Jerry Lynn beats the debuting Tony DeVito <laughs> with the cradle pile driver. Post-match, RVD and Lynn have a chat backstage. RVD tells Lynn it's great to have him back. RVD tells Jerry he earned... The, he earned his um, earned the respect from the fans, wrestlers, and Fonzie's respect all that night. RVD tells Len he is very respectable, and Len challenges RVD for a rematch at Heatwave. 
RVD's music plays for the plays for his match, but RVD tells Lynn, "Don't worry, I will make time for you." And he walks through the curtain. <laughs> Classic RVD. Hey man, I love his Twitter responses always. Like somebody oh. will bitch at me, like, "Thanks, yes. man." <laughs> Our, the best one, or someone was talking about, was RVD. Did RVD ever perform at WrestleMania? And his was just quote was RVD shoulder shrugs. <laughs> <laughs> June 26th, number one contenders match for the TV championship. Styles coins Storm Incredible as the Impact players for the first time. Hmm, didn't realize that. Styles also plays up that Jazz hasn't been named on TV or even appears on Credible's graphic when Jason has the full sexiest man on earth on him. Pre-match, Lance Storm and Don Marie appeared with Storm telling Lynn it was in his best interest to lay down for Credible and join forces with Credible and himself so that he too would have some stroke once ECW took over the industry. Lynn responded by saying Credible and Storm had their chance to shine and he was going to get there by himself. Moments later, Tommy Dreamer and Francine appeared, with Dreamer encouraging Lynn not to affiliate himself with Credible and Storm, leading to officials having to break up a potential fight between Storm and Don left ringside after the bout. Okay, match starts with Lynn laying down, but counters Credible's pin with a roll-up for a two-count. Jerry Lynn pinned just incredible. Yeah, that's weird. What a way to bury Justin Crumble like that on TV. Anyway, post match, Storm just re- incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> post match, Storm returned to the ring and double teamed Lynn, finishing him with a spike cradle pile driver. Then cutting a promo saying he would take Lynn's spot against RVD later in the card. June third, or I'm sorry, July third, ECW TV champ Rob Van Dam pinned Lance Storm with Don Marie, substituting for Jerry Lynn with five star frog splash. After Lynn interfered later in the night. Justin Incredible attacked RVD with Sabu, then appearing and eventually putting Credible through a table with a somersault splash off the top to the floor after the match. Sabu- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's a somersault splash? I think that's the, 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 diving, the diving. Is that a 450? Uh, a somersault's when you flip. Yeah. I think you just, like, it's, you know, it's like when RVD flips off the top rope into the crowd. Oh, I okay. Think I'm thinking it's a full... Like he lands like I on can, his no, stomach. I get no. what I mean. Yeah. I'm uh, thinking it's a Capri Sun. Sabu, <laughs> Sabu then posed with the title belt until RVD took it away with uh, Bill Alfonso then holding Sabu back. Styles announced earlier that Sabu was supposed to be in Japan wrestling for FMW due to his U.S. ban. July 10th, an extreme swimsuit showdown between Don Marie and Francine. Hey, hey, there we go. All right. After Francine reveals her swimsuit, Just Incredible canes Tommy Dreamer. (laughs) (laughs) Because why not? Who was watching on a a stage. I I just love the idea that Tommy Dreamer gets hurt just, like, in general, just on the street. Just he'll get a cane shot. He's just hated. (laughs) Don Marie then reveals to be not wearing a bikini, but a Just Incredible t-shirt and shorts. When she attacks Francine, Francine goes for a Bronco Buster, but Landstorm breaks it up with a spear. <laughs> a spear? <laughs> Wait, Landstorm spears Francine. Yeah. Are you well, sure? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what the copy reads, friend. <laughs> the lights go out as Credible is about to hit Francine with the cane. Sabu is in the ring and then attacks the players and Jason until Lynn runs in with a chair causing everyone to scatter. Sabu dies off the top buckle into the impact players in the aisle. My God. 
Gary Lynn announces his partner as Sabu for the non-sanctioned tag team extreme death match for the <laughs> barbed wire <laughs> death flaming table hell in a cell match. Barbed wire fuck fest. Versus the Impact players. As the match is non-sanctioned, they play up that the Athletic Commission cannot stop Sabu from competing. The Impact players beat Sabu and Jerry Lynn when Storm pinned Lynn with a cradle pile driver following a credible cane shot. Sabu accidentally put Fonzie through a table. Did you say Storm pinned Jerry Lynn? <laughs> yeah. With a cradle pile driver? Yeah. Oh. Burying the finish. You're stealing the finish. Take him. Non-station tag team extreme death matches in ECW seem to result in tags being enforced. It's odd to see this in the company. <laughs> <laughs> a week be- It's extreme. <laughs> this is what I love about Colin's notes, is he puts it here for us. A week before Heat Week, and still zero matches have been announced on TV. Zero matches. As good as this show was, like, it's just whatever the fuck you want to do on TV. All right. July 17th. Near the finish line here, folks. Lance Storm beats Jerry Lynn with a cradle pile driver during the match. <laughs> what is going on here? I've never seen him do the move. Is this why Jerry Lynn started doing it? That's a pretty good move. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Man? During the match, Justin Incredible attacks Lynn with a cane. After <laughs> that's all he does. He just gets out and smashes. Okay. After a few cane shots, Jazz tries to protect Lynn for some reason. This is what we heard about earlier, which results in Jason attacking her. Sabu runs in for the save until he gets beat until he gets beat down. RVD comes out, attempts to hit Storm with a Van Daminator, but Storm ducks and the chair hits Lynn in the head. RVD misses a plancha on, on Credible and hits Sabu. Man, his aim's just off that night. Fonzie <laughs> has to separate his boys. <laughs> no, that's the reaction. Hey, what kind oh, of? Oh well. <laughs> Don Marie gets a spit or swallow chant from the crowd. Oh. <laughs> Jerry Lynn tells RVD he wants him to be his partner as he owes him for costing his costing him in the match. After Fonzie play or says RVD isn't allowed to tag with anyone but Sabu, RVD accepts. They were playing that pulp. They're playing the um, Mister Lou again. So it was hard to make some of this out. I watched it twice, and there's still no mention of this match being announced for Heat Wave. I am guessing ECW announced most of it on the website. That's how I found out. Okay. Man, I mean, I am burning up after that. I am, I am, I am, I am literally sweating. You need sweating. a drink, bro. I do. We hear about... Okay, so now we're in Heat Wave. This is what I thought was pretty cool. We hear about Sony's jet skiing accident, and oh, there's a sign at ringside. Did you know they only oh, recently split? I thought you said it was pretty cool that she had an accident. <laughs> what? <laughs> they they only re- I think they only split up like last year. Like they, I didn't even know they split up. Yeah, I think because yeah. she had uh, I think she had cancer a few years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I remember that hitting the news. And because I think you hear Joey like they he drops like he drops uh, the shoot name. Right. What is it? Is it? Yeah. I can never pronounce it. Spik- I always say Spikowski. It's not that. I don't know. I can't. It's long. I do like that Jerry, or sorry, Joey Styles and Cyrus are talking up the match like on camera. And Styles goes, Can Lynn and RVD work together? And Cyrus just, No. (laughs) And that's it. (laughs) One note I have the entrances and the intros take at least 10 minutes. Mm hmm. Like, it takes forever for this match to finally start. RVD's got to tag every hand in the building. 
And he, yeah. he his music's got to play through one full time before I think he comes out. <laughs> it's close. Um, match has great exchanges in the typical in typical tag format until the hot tag brings RVD in, and then it becomes tornado style. It seems like from that point on, Our, uh, Sabu makes a run in dive off the top rope through Just Incredible on the table. <laughs> Through Justin, he goes through Justin. Incredible. Well, he knocks the feet out, so we don't know. Yeah, RVD misses a five star and, hit, and accidentally hits Jerry Lynn, but Lynn recovers and hit a cradle pile driver on Lance Storm for the win here. RVD and Jerry Lynn do pick up the win in this. Just to kind of bat this around, I, I wanted to get more of you guys' input on spots, things you liked in this. Jason, starting off on your end, man. Like, what um, what did you think of the match? What kind of stood out to you in this one? Man, I love the match. Uh, the, the what stood out the most to me was Alphonse's little roll in with the chair, um, <laughs> just because it's so yeah it's so funny it's like anything goes why is he trying to not sneak in and just do this tuck and roll with which our, Rob Van Dam does like an air roll to grab the chair it, it's like real convoluted it's real fun um, I like how Just Incredible and Rob Van Dam don't really get any kind of decent exchanges going. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're almost saving that. You know, you get the feeling they're saving that for something. It's like each time Rob Van Dam gets in there, Just Incredible gets out, or when he is attacking Rob Van Dam, he's got the clear advantage. And the moment Rob Van Dam even stands up, Justin's on his way away. Like even that that great oversell where he does the the super duper flare where he whips him into the corner and he just flies out of the ring like a bad glitch in a video game. Martin, how about I you? love? What about a rating? Oh, do you want? Or Jason, how about go ahead and go throw your rating in there too while we're at it? I guess. Oh, a rating? Yeah. Uh, this is a good. This is an eight. Nice. Okay. Cool. Martin, what like? Did you like the match? What stood out to you? What's your rating? Uh, well, rating again is an eight again from me. Um, it took it took ages to to get going. The stalling almost you know like put me in a really pissy mood for the main event, but it. It got going and it became a good ECW style match, but without all the bullshit shenanigans at the end. I mean, yes, you had Sabu, but that's in service of you know something else. Yeah. Um, Alfonso Commando rolling through the ring, I thought was excellent. Like it was a, a Marvel versus Capcom assist. Um, yeah, it was just it was just all good, solid, fun stuff. There was nothing I could say that this sucked apart from. The fact that it just took so long to start. Yeah. Mr. Stabile. So, first of all, the hunter who chases two rabbits goes home empty-handed. It's <laughs> deep, deep, Charlie. It really was. And I love that Joey called it for that. He goes, that's really deep, Cyrus. He's like, I know. <laughs> I just the idea that that moment, Cyrus' mind was blown. I think Jimmy Taylor, one of, our, one of our other fans on Twitter... Um, had uh, had mentioned that Cyrus. I think Cyrus does new New Japan yes. commentary. Have you I, I any of you guys that. heard it? No, no. Not yet. No, I want to though. Have you heard his podcast with Lance Storm? That um, not yet. I've, I want to hear that because uh, I've heard it's. I've heard this it's is good. an interesting dude, and I like that. There's this kind of, at least with me, this mystique about him. He talks about a wrestling career he used to have. I, Brett likes him. I think right. He's a Brett. Isn't that right? Because. He's a Brett guy, I think, right? I, th- I think so. I think he is. Uh, He's but, from Calgary, so... Yeah, right. So uh, he had a wrestling career, and he had a WWF career as a manager, and then afterward, I mean, like New Japan, that was news to me. There's like a lot I don't know about this yeah. guy, and yet pretty much whenever 
like nine times out of ten, whenever he talks, it is always something interesting. It's a great commentator. He I is. think he nailed it. Underrated. It was. It, I think it's very underrated uh, because a lot of a lot of these commentary teams take a while to like gel and figure yeah. out like the yins and yangs. Joey Styles and Cyrus seemed to hit it off almost immediately and knew what kind of commentary they were going to do together. And yeah, I mean, I love Joey by himself. I do. I think he's probably of the modern age the best solo commentator that there is. But adding Cyrus just. It didn't take anything away. It only added to how good Joey was. Like they actually make each other better. But I'll just say, I'll just say this right now. This is one of my favorite tag team matches of all time. It's, it's good. This is such a great match. Uh, and piggyback off of what Jason said, um, RVD and Credible don't really do a whole lot together. But then again, neither really do Lance Storm and Jerry Lynn. Like it seems like there's a pairing here. Rob Van Dam fights Lance Storm. They have a couple of series together, and then uh, Jerry Lynn has a, a series or two with Justin Credible that is really good. I, I don't know if Justin Credible and Rob Van Dam ever really had a match in ECW. I can't recall that. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out as we go, like even if, if it's TV or whatever. But all that stuff is great. Uh, Cyrus has what I think is the call of the night in this match where he says about Lance Storm... He's not just Canada's greatest athlete, he's Calgary's greatest athlete. And yeah. that's saying something. And it's like, that is a really intelligent line. Yeah. You know, because it's like Canada is a very broad brush. You know, oh, Wayne Gretzky and shit like that. Right. Okay. But saying Calgary, like yeah. that's a direct hit to Brett, Owen. That's yeah. and a very intelligent line. Uh, I should hate Justin Credible. I should, because he is that yeah. unofficial click member. He does the suck it thing here. He does, like... Motion for motion, the razor's edge. Yeah, and it gets a yep. two count. I don't like that because yeah. anytime Scott Hall did the razor's edge, when it was called the razor's edge, that's the finish. Yeah. So yeah, I, I was reading this thing the other day that said that if Scott Hall ever lost a match in WWF as Razor, then he never did the razor's edge. Like it was a very protected move. Um, I like. I like the five-star frog splash that RVD accidentally gives to Jerry Lynn. <laughs> yep. Like that's a great little spot. Uh, what, my only real problem with the match as a whole is that Jerry Lynn gets the pin and Rob Van Dam's music plays. Okay, because I like him getting the pin. I love he him getting needs the pin. To, I think he needed to win, yeah. especially when we look at these TVs where he kept eating his own move. Right, and he's jobbing to Rob Van Dam and, and having to, okay, I'll give you another match, Jerry. It's like, well, what's Jerry really done to earn it? He loses every time. I mean, it doesn't matter how great the matches are. Right. So overall, this is a phenomenal tag team match and probably the best tag match I've seen... Um, in this whole run, I'd give this a nine and a half. Nine and a half. It's mm-hmm. good. I love good this match, man. Pence went for a seven. I gave it a solid seven. Okay. I liked it. I, I did. I liked it. I, I, my favorite part about it is the fact that he got the win. He needed to get the win in this. So bad. So much. Um, so. Let's tally it up. I'm going to go through some additional notes here go real ahead. quick on this match that uh, Colin was able to give us. You can be able to tabulate them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, so this is from Colin here. While looking for some more information on Lynn and Storm, the Lynn Storm Hospital thing from Hardcore Heaven, I came up, I came up, I came upon an interesting heatwave bit from September 7, two thousand eight. It was a question and answer session from Lance Storm's website. The question was: I've read that your dream partner tag team match against uh, Chris Candido and Shay Douglas at Living Dangerously '98, Chris Jericho was supposed to come in instead of Tammy. 
slash Al Snow. He was still in WCW at the time, but I believe this was around the time he was going to leave anyway for WWF. Was he actually supposed to come in, and if so, what prevented him? This is Lance Storm now. You are confusing stories here. Allison was always the plan for that show. There was talk and attempts to have Jericho at Jerry, as Jerry Lynn's tag team partner instead of RVD at the Heatwave pay-per-view against Justin Credible and I. Jericho was still under contract to WCW, but had already decided to jump to WWF, so WCW had pulled him off TV. I came up with the idea to put Jer- Jerry and Jericho together for the match, and Paul thought he might be able to pull it off by selling WCW that if they let him work our show, it would take a little bloom off Jericho's arrival in WWF by doing the surprise ECW cameo first. In the end, it didn't pan out, and we went with my plan B idea of RVD and Jerry together. That's pretty interesting. I thought that was really a cool thing that potentially, before we had that iconic Jericho entrance in WWF, we might have had him popping up and being Jerry Lynn's partner with that. Uh, Jason, I know how much of a fan you are of Jericho. What, would you have liked to have seen him in RVD spot in this match? That's hard to say, especially after just wording that where Paul's like, Paul's just using that as leverage to like, I don't know. I mean, it'd been cool to see it. Um, and it definitely would have taken a lot off of Jericho's entrance. Um, and so I think it all, you know, the, his entrance is still one of the things they, they bring up to this day as far as, you know, his accolades for some reason. So I think that would have done detriment to his long-term career. So no, I wouldn't want to see it. Gotcha. Martin, what do you think of that story, man? It's a, it's an intriguing story. Um, and it's fun sort of wrestling folklore, but yeah, I'd, I, I'm glad the way things worked out, how they worked out for all the reasons Jason said about Jericho, Jericho just, went on to do such more amazing things after that. Because Vince would have been pissed at him, and Vince would have punished him, and he would have never gotten, I don't think he would have gotten half as far as he got. Yep. Hmm. He'd have been like, you know, heat opening, heat, heat guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, let, which let's face dog. it, Jericho's first, like, six months is nothing stellar. <laughs> I mean, let's just call God, it what it is. It's, it's, it took feuds with women. I mean, exactly. His match against yeah. X-Pac, I, I, I remember watching the, the highlights of it on that Monday Night War, and it's like, man, that was bad. That was a bad match. But um, you got them all. I got them all. Okay, go ahead, uh, go ahead and uh, starting with yours and working their way, or however you want to do it. Just list them off. Scale of uh, 1 to 10. And like I said, yeah. this is just based on match rating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It does, really isn't how I feel about the show. Uh, I give the show the highest rating of a 6.91. Um, coming in second would be Martin, giving in the sh- giving the show a six point one six. Third would be you, coming in at a five point one six. Okay, and Jason dead last at four point four one. Okay, so let's I, average that out, and that, that's our rating. The um, now I always like to compare these to again CageMatch.net because that's where I always look at the cards of these things, and they have a pretty interesting. Uh, catalog of reviews that people have written in comments and ratings, things of that nature. This show on there is a cumulative of 4.64. So the, what? Well, the comments, then the comments I think reflect a lot of what we said in a lot of these matches. Like a lot of these matches are good. They're not spectacular. I, I felt for the most part, they're kind of run of the mill. Um, 
But the good thing was, the one thing, like, overall positive I'll say, there's nothing terrible on this show at all. Mm-hmm. It is – so I, I think in that respect to have a – I mean, when a wrestling company does this many pay-per-views a year. Like, I understand they're all not going to be, like, 10 out of 10s here. But I think this is a good show in setting up what we're going to get uh, with Anarchy Rules. I think it does a great job of continuing storylines from Hardcore Heaven and then setting us up for some really good payoffs at a, at a Anarchy Rules. So I think – So what did they give it, Cage Match? 4.64. Okay. I think – yeah, four point six four. So, not bad. I think like. I mean, is this representative of, of your score for the show? Totally. Oh, oh yeah, what, yeah. what you think in your head? Yeah, because okay. like I, I do think like uh, on a scale of one to ten, just above, just above average. You know, I think it is. Um, next show we're gonna have to talk. The only thing we're gonna have to talk about with anarchy rules is because there feels like there's a couple of impromptu things, and I don't know if you guys want to count them because they're really bad. Oh no no no! On that show, I, I, I know. So oh, that, I, I count them. So that'll I, I think that's going to affect that score a lot. But so cage match gives it a four point six four. We give it yeah. a five point six five. Yeah, so. that's solid. Now again, there's nothing terrible on this thing mm-hmm. at all. But um, moving on, then so next and so in a couple of weeks we're going to be coming back with Anarchy Rules ninety nine. So now we're going to be into September, which which is what's funny is that. I can never tell you the time in September that I find a really great wrestling show. Oh, God. Maybe that's going to change. I have a feeling it will. Um, in terms of plugs now, kind of getting into things, uh, starting, um, Jason, do you have anything to plug, anything you want to talk about it's coming up no, on your No, I've just been really, really busy with school. I mean, the uh, Gore Horseman podcast episode on uh, No was it No Mercy 2003. It's October yeah. pay-per-view, and Bubba Hotep is still out there. Definitely give it a listen. It's it's a fun time, so I hope everybody at least goes back and watches that pay-per-view and experiences the trauma that I did. Martin, how about you, ma'am? Uh, as always, uh, 4CROnline.com. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff where I sort of write about terrible, terrible wrestling figures from years past. Charlie? Um, I've been without a computer for a few weeks, so things have been getting a little slow around my ends, but, uh, still, you know, plugging at it, trying to get the movie podcast together. So yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's, it's coming. It's, that's why, that's why I got to go to Charleston today to get that computer. Nice. Yeah. Is it a new one? Uh, yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. So, um, in terms of the podcast, one thing we're going to be trying to develop here soon is, uh, you've seen some of the Darth Steiner videos that I put out there. Well, we're, we're really trying to kind of do some more with the, on the video side. Um, my goal is to be able to get a YouTube page up for the podcast. And then from some of these shows, like if there's a bit that, you know, we just is, we think is really, was really a lot of fun that we can take it and maybe add some visuals to it if it's available. So that is something that's going to be coming down on the horizon there for, uh, for us is, um, is a YouTube page. So just be on the lookout. We'll tweet it out whenever it's ready and what it's called and how you can find it. Um, also remember that we are part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Like There are at least two other wrestling shows there. There's the Rundown and the Raw Attitude Pod. So that can give you kind of a mix of flavors. Like Raw Attitude Pod, as you guys have heard me talk about it, you've heard Martin, you've heard all of us talk about the show, is that they go through Monday Night Raws and the Attitude Era, of course. Um the Rundown Pod looks at wrestling right now. What's going on now? So you can get your fix on what's going on in current professional wrestling. So um, don't forget we also have a presence on 4CR or 4C Radio, as Martin was talking about, with uh, with Billy and stuff. So that's really cool. Um, 
As a whole, though, we're also always, always on Twitter at New Blood Pod. The uh, podcast is also on Facebook at New Blood Rising Podcast. I am on Twitter at William Rankin83. I am at the Jason Kiesler. I am at CM underscore Stabs. I am at Bunny Suicida. And guys, we'll be coming back in a couple weeks with Anarchy Rules 99. Give up your vows. Give up your vows.